0: Hello adventurers! Thanks for checking out the Storyteller Squad. My name is Natalie, and I'm the producer, editor, and keeper for this podcast actual play series. I'm popping back to these, our earlier episodes, from the future, to let all you new listeners know how much we truly appreciate you starting the show. You might be new to Monster of the Week, or maybe you're new to the actual play genre entirely. In either case, we're glad to have you with us. The squad and I have been playing this game and telling our story since 2021, so there's lots ahead for you to enjoy. But before I send you into the episode, let me tell you about a couple other options for how you can start listening. Obviously, you can just stay here. Skip past my little time travel disclaimer and start right at the beginning. But full transparency, you'll notice right away that our audio gets a lot better over time. If you don't mind a highlight reel and would like to skip past the episodes where we were joined by summertime crickets, we've produced a pair of recap episodes which summarize and condense all the exciting events of our first two seasons. My personal recommendation check out the recap for season one. Then decide if you want to become a completionist and come back for all the juicy season one details. Or if by then you're ready to start listening to full episodes, pick up with season two and beyond. And if you're just looking to sample what our show is like, you could also try starting with our Episode 2 Two-Shot. Part 1 and Part 2 present a short mini-arc that offers a nice snapshot of who our characters are and the sort of play and post-production you can expect from more current episodes of The Storyteller Squad. Especially now, with all our years of podcasting experience. What a weird thing to be able to say. I guess we're doing it. However you decide to listen, I'm so excited for you to meet the squad and experience what we like to refer to as the 10 Hours Lo-Fi and Chill for Autumnal Lesbians and Witchy Cryptids of Actual Play Podcasts. See you in the future, adventurers.
1: The world is full of wonders.
2: Magic is hidden in
3: small moments.
4: And monsters could be hiding just out of sight.
3: But, if you're looking to
5: find them...
6: Adventure is waiting to happen.
5: You never know who you'll meet along the way.
0: We are the Storyteller Squad. Our story begins in Autumn Falls, Washington. It's a small rural town that neighbors the forest preserve and hiking trails near Silver Lake in the northern portion of the state. Up one of these trails, we see a young couple who have set up their tent and a campsite. They're preparing a simple dinner and some warm drinks to share. Chase Warren is a local from Autumn Falls and a recent college graduate within the last year. He met his girlfriend Inari in Portland, where he had gone for some job interviews. After a few months of trying to make a long-distance relationship work, Chase asked Inari to move to Autumn Falls and stay with him. They've been renting a house together for the past few months, and have been looking forward to some time alone on their camping trip. As they sit by the fire, there is some rustling behind them in the bushes. Inari glances towards the edge of the campsite and asks nervously, What was that? Chase tosses some small sticks into the fire and says calmly, I don't know, probably a rabbit or a squirrel. Bigger animals haven't been seen at these campsites for a while. Could you check it out just in case? She says, grabbing her mug a little tighter. If it'll make you feel better, absolutely, Chase says and gets up grabbing his flashlight. When he parts the bushes, a small furry shape darts away from him, too quick to even be seen. He calls back to Inari. Definitely just some little critter. We probably scared it with all the noise from cooking. Are you sure? Pretty positive, babe, he says, turning back towards the campfire and shutting off his flashlight. Don't worry, we're going to be fine. And as Chase takes a couple steps back towards the campsite, a large dark shape emerges from the woods behind him. Inari screams as this shadowed creature rushes at Chase, and he spins around, catching whatever it is right in the light of his flashlight. There's a splatter of blood, and the flashlight falls to the ground as Inari's cries fill the cool night air. But we cut away to where our story actually begins. A few days later, maybe two or three days, and news has traveled throughout Autumn Falls that Chase Warren and his uh, girlfriend were attacked uh, at one of the campsites by some sort of wild animal, some sort of vicious, uh, maybe a bear or a wolf attack, some sort of rabid thing. Police haven't really released a lot of details uh, on on what happened. It seems there's still an ongoing investigation. Inari is recovering in Jace's home. She she managed to get away, uh, very clawed up and and spooked. She says that uh, Jace got in the creature's way uh, and was able to let her escape. It is around dusk and we see uh, a young man poking around uh what looks to be a restricted crime scene but for some reason he's ignoring the the tape despite uh not having a, a uniform or anything hugo let's hear about your character
1: um so you see a 26 year oldish african-american gentleman um kind of archaic looking clothing like not out of place per se but definitely Definitely not something you'd probably want to buy off a store rack. He's wearing a watch, has glasses, more of the well-round glasses as opposed to rectangles. And he's creeping about like he probably shouldn't be.
0: <laughs> yep. Hugo, you're looking around the campsite. You've sort of waited for a couple of the local uh, rangers to go on break to go grab a coffee or something. They figure nobody in Autumn Falls would be stupid enough to come up here after an animal attack, but Hugo is curious and uh, wants to maybe investigate what's going on here. What What do you look for at the campsite?
1: Well, he's probably gonna look for the bushes themselves, what kind of terrain he's on, see if there's a campfire nearby, try to figure out where any tracks would be on the ground. Okay, I'm gonna have you roll investigate a mystery. Okay, which is our
0: first roll of the game. Hooray!
1: Investigate a mystery. Ah, sharp. Okay, which that should be not too painful. Oh no, I might be wrong about that. (laughs) Eight.
0: So mixed success. So hold one. So (laughs) what this means that you can uh, ask me a question. Uh, but you only get to ask one question based on that role. Okay. Do you have your uh, hunter sheet? Everyone should have that up so that when you guys are rolling, you can uh, check your, check your options.
1: Yep. Hmm. I guess I'm going to ask the plainest of questions. What happened here?
0: Okay. You definitely see the, the campfire they had set up. Uh, it looks like it's just sort of burned out on its own. Their, uh, their tent is still here. Clearly, when Anari escaped, she left everything behind, and and hasn't like come back to claim it. Or they, the Rangers haven't like cleaned up the campsite of like uh, the, the belongings. They've just sort of left it as is. And you can you can certainly see where they have like a, a marker stuck into the ground, and the earth there likely damp with blood. You are leaning over there in the bushes. But something catches your eye uh, a little further into the woods. There's someone else here investigating, not just the rangers. So Agent Whitaker, could you uh, introduce yourself and describe the kitchen?
4: So looking uh, very methodically through the woods, you would see a fairly tall, fairly big kind of guy. Not huge, but you know big enough guy. He's, he's a white man, looks to be about middle aged, maybe in his late 30s, early 40s ish. He's got just all gray hair, though, completely grayed over completely white. In some places, he's got like, a bit of a beard going on, and a very clean cut, uh, well styled hair. He's wearing a full suit in the middle of the woods. It looks a little odd, to be fair, but, but he seems to wear it well. Let's say. And uh, he uh, he points a flashlight up into your faces. Oi! Mm. What are you doing over there?
1: That is a good question. What are you doing over there?
4: He walks out of the woods and sort of brushes himself off. I pull out my agency
1: ID and uh, show it to him. It's
0: on one of door. those little, like, clip lanyard things, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Agent
0: Whitaker snaps it closed.
4: Natalie, what time of night is it?
0: It's sort of the same time of night that the uh, that the attack happened. Hugo and probably also Agent Whitaker. Maybe you guys are are hoping, in a sort of morbid way, that you'll be able to provoke whatever came here to attack these campers again if you're there around the same time.
7: Bit
4: of
1: a crime scene, isn't it?
0: Hmm.
1: More like a camper's mess that needs to be cleaned up. Well,
7: yeah, I
4: suppose. So uh what exactly are you doing here?
1: Taking in the sights, doing my part to clean up, being an upstanding citizen. And he's going to take out his ID and show it to him.
4: Uh, Mr. Hugo
1: Rashad, is it? All right, well. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't know we had agencies around here. Huh. Well, I hope whatever you're looking for you find. I'm just going to get back to cleaning up over here. And
0: when you say, I hope you find whatever you're you're looking for, you both hear some shouting from over near the the rangers. What do you do?
4: Whitaker goes off to check what it is.
1: Okay. Hugo stealthily follows behind. All right. When you, you guys sort
0: of creep, I think in this game, they sort of allow you to,
1: to creep around. It's all act
4: under pressure.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
7: it's all um, cool, baby. It's all you're
0: not, cool, baby. You're not, you're not really under pressure right now. Uh, in fact, someone else is. When you move away from the campsite and get back to the vehicle that the, the two rangers used to get up here, you see that they have their weapons drawn on a, uh, another gentleman. Who is sort of just got his hand on the door to the vehicle. And they're saying, uh, put your hands up and get away from our car. Damien, can you describe yourself please?
6: So Damien is wearing stylish clothes and has an energetic aura about him. And while the individual pieces look nice and expensive he's wearing too much he has scarves and jewelry and a feather boa and a pair of sunglasses and an extra pair of sunglasses that he clearly doesn't need and then another pair of sunglasses with the little rope behind it (laughs) match in any way Uh, a leather jacket that you feel like you've probably seen in like a motorcycle commercial, bright neon parachute pants that you feel like you've seen in a music video like a week ago on TV, Uh, shoes that do not match. Uh, And if you look at his nails, they are all painted differently on one hand. The other hand has a leather glove, but then also a fingerless glove over it. Good lord. And you can tell like, it feels like he's been dropping things along the way and just doesn't unfazed by it. And like clearly wants to drive the car.
0: Yep. Oh man. The Rangers, they seem very keyed up. They're, you know, investigating a a crime scene and you're there seemingly just about to get in their car and drive off with it. And they're like, who are you? where did you come from? (laughs) Sorry,
6: (sighs) really, really sorry. I just, it was a lovely car and you guys looked so cool driving it. I just, I wanted to. My name is Damien Edgecrest, Uh, everything is fine, everything is is good, and Groovy, I was just admiring your car. It was just, it looked so good and great. I just, I loved it.
0: One of the Rangers looks at their partner like, uh, and uh, the other one, uh maybe outranks her or something, says, uh, well we'll just We'll get out of here. You, you shouldn't be here. This is a crime scene investigation. We got we got the sheriff coming in tomorrow to look at things.
6: I have to act under pressure to walk away from this vehicle. Okay. Act under pressure is cool, which is zero, so just two D six.
0: Nine. Okay, with a nine, ooh, I get to give you an outcome that is worse—a hard choice or a price to pay. All right, I, I think you're gonna get a price to pay. You go to leave, and then you you notice that like one of your uh, like keychains that you had in one of your like stuffed pockets uh, has fallen to the ground, uh, and not even thinking about like what this might what this move might entail you sort of oh and go back to grab it and that's when the the rangers both are, are like get him and so one keeps her weapon drawn on you and the other one holsters it and, and tackles you to the ground handcuffs you as, as he like pulls you up he's like all right stranger you wanted to ride in the car get in and he's gonna shove you in the back close the door and taps the the front for his partner. She's like, right. She holsters her weapon. She then gets in the car and they both pull away with Damien in custody. Hugo and Agent Whitaker, you are left having seen this very strange person be apprehended by the forest rangers.
4: Well, that seemed a little excessive.
1: That did just happen, right?
4: Uh, No, it definitely did god the fashion on that man mm. anyway yeah i don't really know how to process that either <laughs> how do you get up here you know <laughs> that,
1: that was a lot of stuff to carry there's a lot like, of stuff must have weighed that's at least at it's least like 30 pounds of clothing two pairs of sunglasses three? two pairs three
4: at, did you not see that the sun's not even up
0: agent whitaker and maybe, Hugo, why don't you guys roll to investigate the mystery of what just happened?
4: Okay. Ooh, you know I want to.
1: <laughs> but I will let you take this one. Okay.
4: It's a nine.
0: Nine. Okay, well, you get to ask me a, a question.
4: I'm pulling up the questions. I'm not, hmm. All of these questions have a lot to do with, like, um, monsters and well
0: if you, if you want to ask a different one, that's fine. You can, it can be something you come up with on your own.
4: Do I recognize that man from any reports from the agency?
0: Mm. Okay, very good. I like that a lot. You don't recognize him... Well, you being very connected, right? The Eastie uh, organization that you work for, they, they have police scanners. They're, they're cued into what the, the local law enforcement and stuff is doing. And you've actually seen the report that has not gone public. Uh, somehow they managed to get a copy of it. And on that report, Inari, the, the girlfriend who was with Chase when he was killed, she says that before they went up to camp, she saw a very strange-looking person uh, sort of hanging around the campsite and one of the descriptions she put was uh strangely dressed and at the same time as you're like remembering this and sort of maybe flipping through your phone to like look at your your resources on this case you also get a hint in the air of this smell that's very distinctive and it smells like wood smoke it's a little briny so it's as if someone was trying to burn damp wood that was maybe like waterlogged with salt water but still smoky uh, almost like a clam bake honestly you know it's got that like sort of campfire richness to it
4: do i see any campfire in the area or any you smoke you don't or you definitely yeah.
0: don't and the and the campfire that the young couple had lit has long gone out there's really yeah. no like smoke that would travel this far right you've you've moved away from that campsite what you know at least from your notes in the agency is that wood smoke without a clear source is often an indication that a demon is around
4: Alright. Uh Agent Whitaker starts packing up his stuff and he's uh he's gonna follow that car.
0: Okay. Hugo, how are what are you doing? You he would was... also I think notice the, the wood smoke smell hmm. and probably understand what that means given your background.
1: He's probably gonna do the same. Actually, yeah, he's definitely gonna do the same. Just cause.
4: <laughs> do, do you follow closely behind or are we are we shoulder to shoulder on this one
1: yeah where, where are you guys at with each other he's gonna take his own path i think okay he's not buddy buddy just yet yep righty. cool
0: i think that's where we'll leave that, that you guys sort of pack up maybe both of you knowing something but not willing to tell each other yet that you both know all three cars drive away from the campsite we are going to jump to the next morning which we'll say is a uh, Saturday, just to make it convenient. And we are at the Maple Leaf, which is a diner slash coffee shop in Autumn Falls. It's a local establishment and it's family owned, has been for many years. It's very homey, they, make, uh, they have a little bakery attached to it and you know, they, they make their own breads and, and pastries and things. They serve with regular diner breakfast food. Raven, you work there. So let's get some introductions on her.
3: All right. So uh, Raven is, she's pretty short. She's pretty like skinny. She gets mistaken for a lot younger than she is, even though she's like a recent college graduate. Um, she's got like chin length hair. It's like obviously dyed black. She's got like wire rimmed glasses. She doesn't really need them, but she likes the aesthetic. She's it's like, it's kind of just for reading, but whatever. She doesn't wear a lot of makeup. She kind of just can't be bothered with it most of the time. But for work, she'll throw a little bit on, um, wears a lot of layers, a lot of plaid, a lot of like thrifted stuff. And she, she's like a waitress at the diner. It's such a small place. She's kind of like hostess and waitress and works behind the, like the little counter bar area. Mm -hmm. And she's friendly to the customers. She's not one of those like super bubbly people. And she kind of seems bored most of the time, but she's nice and she's got regulars who she like smiles at and mm-hmm. stuff like that.
0: I will say that your coworkers are all there. You know, it's Saturday. It's, it's a little bit after the rush for brunch. So maybe, maybe the afternoon. You've had your regulars come in, you said hello, goodbye. The other like waitress slash hostess who's uh, working the shift today with you is a girl named Aiden, Aiden Brightwood. You, you you didn't know her, like she didn't go to the same college as you or anything, but she's been at the the Maple Leaf for uh, a little while now. So you've gotten to like be sort of work acquaintances with her. She has just like a warm brown hair that she keeps a little past shoulder length. She sort of shares your fashion, aesthetic in that she she does do the same like cardigan over tank top with like a large like infinity scarf type of thing or like jeans that have a lot of patches on them actually she has one pair that she usually changes out of before work but she calls them her her lucky jeans and they're just a motley of patches everywhere she's pleasant she sort of plays off your curt sharp uh, friendly demeanor by being very warm and sweet and sort of spending a lot more time like talking to people so you guys have worked out a system where if if someone comes in and starts really chatting you up uh you'll, you'll sort of trade with her for somebody who's not as uh talkative she brings a, a tray back behind the counter hands it off to uh the the washroom hey raven nice job today thanks that party is six right oh god they were the worst yeah did you know two of those kids were twins? Honestly, I don't think I looked at them long enough. <laughs> she laughs at that and says, uh, Oh, actually, excuse me. I, I got to go talk to this person. I, I think I know them. And so Aiden, again, quickly leaves from behind the, uh, the counter. And she comes over to a table in the corner where there is a young woman sitting there. Felicity, could we hear about your character, please?
5: All right. So this is Felicity Sternbrook um she has curly 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 messy crazy red hair and these big round glasses she dresses like typical like soft girl so like big cardigans always like bundled up a little bit she wears oversized t-shirts lots of light colors like baby blue and pink and very soft very quiet. But then she also has a sketchbook with her constantly that she uses to, she furiously furiously draws in it all the time. Mm. That's like her journal. So she's constantly scribbling things down.
0: Aiden comes over to you. She says, do you need any more coffee?
5: Um, yes, yes, Uh, please. You don't recognize me, do you? Uh, no. Um, nope.
0: She gestures at the, the booth. Do you mind if I sit down for a second?
5: Yeah, um, sure.
0: So she takes off her apron and sits down in the booth with you. She gives you this warm, friendly smile and says, "We've actually met before. You bumped into me last month." Oh, says uh, I wouldn't forget. Uh, and she kind of gestures at your like big, curly red hair. Yeah, you actually saved my life. I did. And, as you think about that and like look at her again, you see she has sort of these just like her her eyes are the type of eyes where like you see a lot of the color like they're they're always pretty wide and, and uh, warm looking. she says, uh yeah i was I was on my phone, I was about to step out into the the road, I, I was distracted, and you uh you pulled me back. Uh, I didn't get hit by that that bus that was coming.
5: Oh, oh, yeah, um yep.
0: That was, uh, that was really something.
5: It was, eh.
0: And she's just kind of like. I do like, what
5: I can, I guess. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She, she looks at your sketchbook. What are you, what are you currently drawing right now?
5: I am that, that sketch that I had sent you guys with little spirits. Mm-hmm. That's what she's working on, but it's just scribbles. Like, yeah. serious scribbles of these little spirits that, that she makes.
0: And In- says. I like your drawing.
5: Thanks, they're my friends.
0: She kind of nods. Huh. I'm Aiden.
5: Oh, um, I'm Felicity?
0: Raven, you hear that name from sort of while you're, like, cleaning the countertop, and you look over and see this flame-haired, curly, soft mess. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That's the best (laughs) <laughs> and you you think for a second you're like I know her too mm-hmm. uh, but we're gonna pause on that for just a quick second and jump over to uh, our last member of the adventure Bethany you are at work also you are at the, the Starbucks <laughs> uh, Yeah corporate chain of america <laughs> you're actually working in a different town it's the neighboring town to autumn falls uh called vernal springs uh I love it. <laughs> the uh the two towns obviously have a very tense rivalry happening but you're there you're working at the starbucks your your manager is there with you lane staffordshire uh and also your co-worker taylor richards Taylor, you went to college with. Uh, you guys both managed to get this uh, primo position, and you've been working here since a few months after you, you graduated last uh, spring.
2: Uh, is Taylor from my sorority? That's a weird question.
0: I just need to know. Taylor, Taylor is a guy, actually. Uh, he was. Oh, on the, he was on the Taylor same from th- my sorority? <laughs> <laughs> he can still be there. He was on the, uh, the, the football team with Chase, Ooh. and so he and Chase were, were friends, and he's been pretty much a mess ever since the news came out you know so he's he's there working but he's been quiet and sort of keeping to himself a lot just sort of showing up but not really being there okay what are you what are you doing at the moment what's your work there like give us a little bit on bethany
2: i'll give you i'll give you bethany's vibe um so i selected a learning face i was selecting an appearance um, which i took to mean a face that you want to look at again because it looks weird uh, uh, but pretty weird. Uh, she, I looked at Natalie Dormer because she's an icon, um, and I, she has very wide set eyes, uh, similar, and she also has a very curved mouth that kind of looks like constantly under stress or constantly like pursed. Uh, yep. like, you're like if she kind of took a second to relax, it might be like a little bit less funky, but it's funky. Uh, uh-huh. She. Really dark hair, um, and it looks like it was really highlighted a while back, like when she was in college, but it's since started to grow out, so it's like not a super good look anymore. Um, it's mm. really upkeeping it. Yeah. Um, she also like wears a good amount of makeup uh, out of habit, but her eyeliner and eyeshadow are getting smudged a lot, especially while she's at work and she's sweating and trying to keep up with orders. In her prime, uh, I wrote that she wore tall riding boots, tight jeans, and scarves while she was home. But right now she's wearing a lot of those old sorority baby tees that are just like a little too small. And yeah, uh, she really tries, I think is the, <laughs> the way to put how her work at Starbucks is going. It's yep. a lot of um, trying to remember people's names. It's a lot of, like, doing really well for an hour and then, like, having those 30 minutes of break where she's, like, breaking down.
0: Yeah, the people of Vernal Springs are definitely a bunch of jerks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as Keeper, I'm going to totally lead into how Vernal Springs is just <laughs> the worst. You, you deal now as a college graduate with a bunch of like uppity, preppy college kids who are like, oh, yep. man, was I like that? Oh gosh.
2: She and, uh, she really is like Vernal Springs tried to make Autumn Falls into Vernal Springs and it just like kind of succeeded. Like that's what the vibe you get from her.
0: It kind of yeah. did. Like, yeah, you, look yeah, at yeah. Her. you also, I mean, Starbucks has a rush in the morning uh, yeah. on Saturday and there are now just a few people there working on their their laptops and whatnot. You hear from the, the back room, uh, just some like loud cursing and like yelling uh as if someone is like upset and maybe on the phone
2: uh yeah i um i peek in i say well um one second uh taylor could you take over the register for just a moment please that would mean so much to me and uh
7: uh oh yeah sure
2: i'm just gonna make sure no one's having a breakdown and i uh to the back
0: room you go back where your manager lane is definitely having a breakdown he's he's like late 30s bleach blonde hair gelled in a way that makes it like spiky big diamond earring but sort of a, a thin face uh he definitely stays very trim and he is on the phone just sort of like berating whoever is on the other side what do you mean my shipment didn't come in what are you talking about <laughs> well that's no excuse oh hi bethany <laughs> uh we're just having a little trouble here we uh, uh we don't have any creamer <laughs>
2: oh well, that does suck. I have to go back to the register, and I go back to the register. Uh, he says, oh, wait, just a minute,
0: Sugar Plum. Oh,
2: uh <laughs> when you call me that. How are you? <laughs> uh, what can I do for you?
0: And he says, now, darling, listen, if we do not have creamer, we are going to miss the afternoon rush. We will have to close down. Now, I know that many people in Vernal Springs will we'll ask for substitutions, but there is a core contingency of our clientele who will just prefer cream in their coffee. And I need you to come up with a solution because I am about to have a panic attack. And he's clearly already having a panic attack, but like.
2: <laughs> Lane, your feelings in this situation are completely valid. I also hope my paycheck is and that this will reflect
0: it. Of course. And he like reaches into a little like like (laughs) fanny pack that he has and pulls out a gift card to Starbucks (laughs) and hands it to
2: you. That's what I was hoping for.
0: (laughs) He says, "Why don't listen? I know this is this might be hard for you, but I know the owner of the Maple Leaf." (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. He like has to like choke back and gag, and he's like. Now listen, if I gave her a call, she might loan us a crate or so of Kramer. Could you please drive over there and pick it up? I know, I know, Autumn Falls, gross. But listen, we really need this.
2: Yep, I myself will do this for you. I leave <laughs> and I, I go <laughs> and I say to Taylor. <laughs> hey, Taylor. Hey, Bethan. I know things are really hard for you right now. Yeah, would do you some good as some fresh air. Would you like to go to the Maple Leaf? Um, <laughs> <laughs> cover register. <Yeah. laughs> I have a gift card. And I'm like, we can split that because I had the idea and you did the execution. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can That's, say uh... no to this. <laughs> I just wanted to do it. Yeah. No. He says, uh, "Uh, perhaps
4: roll persuasion."
0: Well, yeah. Go ahead, roll manipulate someone. See how you do. Okay, I'm a mundane. You got know, twelve? It's in the twelve. Oh, okay, yeah, twelve is like a perfect success. Uh, wow. All right. So, sorry, Natalie. That's okay. <laughs> Taylor, uh, he says, uh, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Maple leaf. Okay. He kind of takes the like little note i guess that lane wrote you goes out back an hour goes by you know it, it shouldn't have taken him an hour to like dash over across town lines and eventually lane like pokes his head out of the office nathanie why are you in here i thought i said you'd go get kramer well
2: taylor as you know he's been having a very hard time he offered um on my behalf to get it for me um, you know how we're both having a hard time? Uh, six months ago, my boyfriend did break up with me. Uh, I do want that to be noted. We're both going through the same experience as he has lost a friend and I have lost
0: uh, yeah.
2: a long time love.
0: And Lane, Lane kind of, he kind of, <laughs> yes, I remember, Brent. And he looks like dreamily when he says Brent. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, really uh, a, a tragedy. Uh, You lost that one. Yep. I'm sorry, what? Oh, no. (laughs) Look, I'm happy
2: to go find Taylor. I would love, um, I have some, some of the girls might be coming by, and I would really appreciate it if you could, um, and I kind of hold out my hand for (laughs) for nice gift card.
0: (laughs) He says, uh, you know, that's just fair, uh, and he pulls out like a $5 one, and he, he says, uh, you give this to Taylor, and then you can use that other one for you and your, your girlfriends. Thank you. If you go, like, looking for Taylor, he, he's like, why don't you check the parking lot, see if he's had some car trouble or something?
2: I know that that might be code for smoking weed, and I nod, and I go yeah. out to the parking yep.
0: lot. Yep.
2: I, I start, like, I have a fan just in case. I-
0: you, you go out there, and you see an old, like, Mercury. It's like- <laughs> Yeah, it's clearly like a hand-me-down car that he's got right now. Just clouded. Just a, a deep <laughs> fog in the windows there. Uh, nice. All sealed in. Like, the windows are up totally, right? And you kind of hear, like, some muffled music playing. It's like some like some sort of, like, sad, like, emo rock or something. <laughs> yeah, his car is clearly there.
2: I, I knock on the windows first just to make sure he's still
0: Okay, you, you don't hear anything right away. And if you if you knock like a little louder.
2: I don't, but I shout through the window, you owe me some of that when I get back and I get into my car, which I did find an actual car because uh, I got a fairly new car in decent condition. I have a used Honda Accord.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I get in my
2: used Honda Accord, which is a very green car. Um, she's minored in environmental sciences.
0: Yeah, as you as you like like are pulling out of the thing you see the window like roll down and obviously like smoke cloud and you see you see taylor there and he's just like streaks like you know he's so he's so upset he's just like he's like pointing at his phone and it's got like pictures of like the football team and stuff. <laughs> he's, just, like, he's so broken up
5: all right in my notes taylor sad
0: That's that's it. Big sad. sad. Just so sad sad. about Chase. He's got a lot of big feelings. As I drive away, I
2: yell out the window "Uh, Depression is like the fourth stage of grief. You're doing great.
5: (laughs) 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 Okay, great.
0: We'll, we'll fast forward a little bit so time makes Super sense. Super short but, drive?
2: Wait. <laughs> yeah. It's it like a five-minute drive.
0: It's like a five-minute drive. The towns are literally <laughs> right next to each other, and like the Maple Leaf is here, and then like a few blocks down, it's Vernal Springs, and so there's the Starbucks. Yeah. I kind
3: of picture it as one big town that at some point got split down the middle. Like, they're Probably. not even separate. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. one, like, and they're feuding.
0: Right. So, you arrive uh, at the Maple Leaf, uh where do you how do you come in Do you come in through the back do you try and like sneak in or do you go through the front door what's your approach bethany um
2: i take off my starbucks apron first
0: uh
2: yep. <laughs> so that people can see that i was part of alpha, alpha theta and then I, but i make sure my my like pin with my name and like a little starbucks brand is still there uh just so yeah. we 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 know where i'm here i'm on here business i also if you don't mind me retconning um i carry in two piping cold frappuccinos for bargaining.
0: Okay. Nice. Um, One
2: is the unicorn frap, sought after. The other is a PL. It's a frap. Now it's a new thing we're experimenting with.
0: Okay. So you come right, right in the front door.
2: Uh, yes, I am. I, uh, no, I'm coming in through the back. I'm going to try the back door first because I don't want to be seen at the maple leaf. I think it's going to be a little awkward.
0: Yeah. You, you come in through the back or you, you, park in the back where like the the workers uh, go to park and sitting outside uh, clearly on a break is the like head head cook half chef uh, of the Maple Leaf George Montgomery and he's sort of a a larger fellow balding with like salt and pepper stubble you know that he kind of just lets go occasionally and like he'll show up one day and it's clean shaven and the next like week it's like just grows out and he'll like shave it off again like he he clearly doesn't have like a, a regular routine with it But he's just sitting on, like, a turned-over milk crate with his, like, apron that's, like, still greasy from work and stuff. And he's just having a cigarette. Uh, When he he sees you come out, he's like, uh, hey, what do you want? Well, aren't you looking lovely today? Hi. Ah, You flatter me.
2: (laughs) I'm Bethany Miller. I work for the Starbucks. I know who
0: you are, Bethany. Your family (laughs) used to come in here all the time whatever happened to you folks
2: oh we moved um my father he helped with that big maple syrup company you know the one um he's he bought a house in vernal springs it's so nice to see you again
0: um, <laughs> like when you say vernal springs he like starts having a coughing fit <laughs> it's like it's like Ugh! Vernal springs geez louise. all right well what are you doing here then Clearly, you're all up in the world now. Well, Bethany Miller, limited <laughs> Vital Springs. Whoop-de-doo.
2: It's quite uh, a great time for me and my family. Um, I'm so glad that we covered that part of it. Um, and now the part of bargaining. Here is two very good cappuccinos from Starbucks. I do not think you have them here. And I thought you might take a sip, like an experimental sip. And if you copied the recipe, I wouldn't say anything. Um, and in return, I would like some creamer, please. Uh, and thank you. Um, and I hold out my hand for the creamer and I hand him. <laughs> <the unit. laughs>
0: okay. He Kind of like <laughs> flicks his cigarette butt into the like the cracked up asphalt in the back, right? Cause this is not a perfect driveway, right? This is like the back of the, the diner. Uh, you know, there's weeds popping up out of the cracks in the, in the old, old asphalt. And he like takes the thing. He like tries the unicorn. Whoa. That coconut?
2: Actually, yes, it's just our coconut vanilla frat, but we added a bunch of fucking food dye. So it looks different, and people did flip a shit and pay two extra dollars for it.
0: Yeah, idiots, right?
2: That's what we profit off of.
0: Yeah. Neo, I have a very discerning palate, right? Mm-hmm. I was trained in New York, you know.
2: New York is a place.
0: <laughs> and and he sort of like starts to go off on like a tirade because you're just doing the thing where you're like smiling and nodding right and just, he's just like greasy cooks so you're just uh. but he, he, he explains how like he he worked in like one of the best kitchens in new york he was like part of this like italian you know restaurant just like near the ferry to long island and as he's like sort of halfway through the story he's like and then the doctor said i should move out here for my health as he's like lighting another cigarette <laughs> And as he says that, like the, the, the screen door to the back kind of opens up this athletic African-American woman with like her hair tied up in like a big ponytail uh, where it just sort of gets like curly and, and big in the back uh, and wearing a headband and a, and a little like red apron sort of peeks out the door. And she says, George, what are you do- Who are you talking to? Oh, darling, sorry, I got busy yammering. Uh, this is Bethany Miller.
1: She lives in Florida
0: Springs now. Hey, get that. All right. Yep. Yeah, Lane called me. Come on in. I'll I'll get you that creamer. Uh, Thank so you. This is Dahlia Pines. She's the the woman who owns the Maple Leaf right now. Clearly, an old friend of Lane's. Uh, oh, I thought they were married at first. I was. No, like,
2: no. Ready <laughs> to exercise my relationship
0: knowledge. Oh no, and she's not married to George either. No, they're just they're coworkers. Uh, Sorry, I thought
2: she's married to George, not Lane. neither neither one
0: (laughs) (laughs) dahlia dahlia is not married she's had many a boyfriend but never settled down yet but yeah she she sort of of calls you in the back we'll jump back to front of house for a moment and raven you're there and you see this girl felicity and you're like i know her from somewhere so what do you do
3: um i feel like just based on how iconic felicity is like her curly red hair and stuff i feel like i would recognize her and be like i would know that we used to be childhood friends yeah and i think we had established before that we went to the same college so like i had seen her around but never talked to her so i'm just like oh that's that girl that i know but haven't spoken to in years and years like i wonder if she remembers me
0: you like guys weird. went to you guys went to the uh silver Lake summer camp, basically, sort of just like a camp for for locals to go and and learn about canoeing and fishing and and that sort of thing. but like when you're five, so like actually a lot yeah. of activities were like finger painting and you know <laughs> marshmallows and that sort of stuff but yeah so you you know felicity from that and uh Bethany, when you come in the back of house, it's open to the front, like you can see through like a big serving window where they put up orders and stuff and you see that raven is working here
5: apparently
2: oh hello uh it is nice to
3: see you um birdie right oh wow you're here that's fun and she kind of just like rolls her eyes and just straight up walks away it just doesn't even like she can see that Dahlia's already taken care of her, she's already getting whatever she needs. She's just yeah. checked out. She's like, I am not dealing with this. And just walks to the, like the front of the house and starts cleaning a table that's clearly already, already cleaned. cleaned.
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just,
3: just <laughs> trying to do something like completely turns her
0: back to her. Felicity. I would like you to roll use magic.
5: Oh. Gonna select my dice. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, How'd we do? <laughs> seven. Okay. Eight. Eight. I lied. Eight. Eight. All right. It works imperfectly.
0: Because I'm having you do this, I'm going to tell you what the, the effect is. You get one of your visions in this moment. And it is, at first, it's you when you're, you're little
7: mm-hmm. and
0: you're in the woods playing. Raven and Bethany are both nearby. Uh, you guys are playing some sort of like hide-and-seek game. You're, you're sort of just like hunkered down behind a stump, like giggling and excited to be playing because you've made some friends at this camp and you're very, very happy about that. Uh, especially because at least one of your new friends actually has... Uh, met and knows your old friends and some of those old friends are there hiding with you and they're sort of having fun and, and giggling and stuff one of them who I suppose do you want to describe one of your one of your friends
5: what I like my little spirits yeah yeah um, so the one that I keep around the most the one that is there uh, most of the time he is little he's about this big and he sits on my shoulder he's got he, they're all kind of mashups of different animals. He, but he wears that bird skull on his head. Yep. And he has some feathers sticking up from the back, but it's all weird colors. So, like, the feathers in the back of his head are like different colors than the feathers on his body. Um, yep. But he doesn't have wings. He has hands. And he's just. Yeah,
0: like little chipmunk hands. Yes. Like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you have a name for him?
5: I don't. I don't have a name for him yet. What
0: should, we, what should we name this little spirit? I'll take suggestions from the peanut gallery, too, if you guys have an idea.
4: Agent Whitaker. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Let's see. Oh, it's something that a five-year-old would name it.
3: Right. Ooh. See, I had a name, but I feel like a five-year-old wouldn't think of that.
5: I feel like it was the first one that I saw, so I probably named it, like... Ghosty. Yeah, like Ghosty. <laughs> or, like... Okay. So
0: ghosty, who's this little spirit that like you've always seen and has always been around with you. It's there. And, and so is this little like squirrel salamander thing with like dragonfly wings on its back. That's Tom. Uh, and yeah, Tom is, Tom is flitting around <laughs> with you. And as you're hiding, they both seem to get spooked by something. Instead of just hiding with you, like behind the stump, they like go behind your, your hair and like uh, Tom like scurries into the curls and kind of like pokes his little squirrel head out. And the forest around you gets dark and like a wind starts to pick up and it's a little spooky and you're like, oh, and, and you, you try to call out like to Raven and Bethany, your, your two friends, uh, but you can't, you're just so like, your, your voice chokes up. And uh, this figure appears out of the woods and approaches you and they're glowing like so much so you can't really make out any features. They seem tall and like walking on long legs with hooves at the bottom of them and sort of this big elk, either it's headdress or they just have these antlers growing out of them. And you hear this voice and it says, Felicity, you cannot make your friends just yet. It is not time and the wind picks up again and the the figure disappears. You blink and it's sunny again and the birds are chirping and your your two spirit friends uh, just kind of look up at you. Um, hello Uh,
5: guys, we're not friends anymore. Bye.
0: And the flashback ends, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And now you are your, you know, young adult self, but you're not in the diner. You are in this house. You don't recognize it. You've never been in this house before. It seems like pretty standard, just like whatever. But everything inside is broken. There's glass everywhere. It seems like things have like clawed up the walls and like torn at the the sheetrock and, and, you know, things like that. There's an upturned vase of flowers that's like cracked and spilled over on the coffee table. The, uh, The couch has some like spatterings of red all over it. And it's sort of a just a frozen moment where you see yourself you're like out of your body in like a ghostly sort of projection and you're there with Bethany and Raven. And you're all sort of like with this flashlight pointed in a room and when you try to look in the room it, and you're back in the diner.
5: All right. Wow. <laughs>
0: and ghosty who's still sitting on your shoulder because he's, he's always around yep. nearby or maybe he's like he pokes his head out from under like a coffee cup like he's been under there this whole time i love that <laughs> uh yeah like the one you didn't use when you sat down at the table and when he looks at you you get that same feeling from that time at camp and you can just tell that it's time for you to make your friends
5: all right uh Let's go. I guess so. She's gonna stand up and just and, walk directly yeah.
0: over to them. Okay, and Aiden, who's been sitting with you, like just chatting pleasantly this whole time, she's just like, "Oh, oh, okay," uh, and just kind of like, "What?"
5: So I'm gonna go up to them. Um, Bethany, are you still holding the second Frappuccino?
2: I am. It's okay. the PSL. It's the best one. All
5: uh-huh. right. So I'm gonna come up walk right up to the counter, and just go, is that a frappuccino? And grab it, and take a sip, and be like, we're friends now. <laughs> oh, that's kind. <laughs> um,
0: uh, Bethany, you recognize it takes you a minute, but you put together like, oh, <laughs> from so long ago, that girl you met at camp, who you were Alicia? like, Felicia, No, Felicity. Just
7: a lot of
5: that. They, they uh, they told me we could be friends now, so friends? Uh, no, my my other friends, the ones people oh. can't see.
2: Hmm. So neat. Um. Have you? Hmm. Oh wow, that's very neat. Uh, us, us two friends. Um. Again, yep. Us two, us two friends. Um, yes. It. I. I think it's it's worth noting that. Um. We camp was such a long time ago. Um, we've all changed as people. Uh, and I point to Raven. I'm like, notably how some of us don't realize that the worst form of communication is no
3: communication whatsoever. So it's Raven's just scrubbing
2: difficult. the table harder.
3: <laughs> yeah. She's just hearing all of it and being like, oh, really? Yep. A little difficult to make that
2: happen, Felicity,
3: but it is so nice
2: of you to offer.
5: We'll be friends. And then she just she'll just go back and sit at the back at the table again.
0: Uh and Aiden has like gotten up, lets you sit down, nods, and is like,
7: hmm.
0: And she comes over and she actually sits down or or like approaches you, Bethany. Uh, and she says, uh, do you do you know her?
2: So no is a very strong word. We actually talked about this in my Psych One O One class once. Um I graduated from Stanford. Uh basically to know someone is a very abstract thing. Uh, I suppose I knew her name and that um, I was not allowed to be friends with her for a long time, but now um, I am I This is such a fun day for me. Um, really, I should be on break. By now, I think I look at my
0: uh, When you <laughs> say when you say I should be on break. Uh, Aiden just kind of puts her hand on your shoulder uh, and looks at you and she says, uh, why, don't you, why don't you sit down for a second. I can take the creamer back and let let them know you got sick or something. Sit
1: here yeah Uh, but
0: (laughs) despite how bethany might feel about the maple leaf when aiden says that she definitely feels calmer and like more at peace with like the idea of being seen in the maple leaf or like being around these other people who knew her from her her childhood it's just this feeling you get you're not really sure what's like why all of a sudden you're just like you know it's not so bad in here it's just another diner like uh, I, whatever. Okay. Yes. I, I do. I am tired. I want to like, sit down.
2: I do take off my name tag so no one knows my name. Okay. <laughs> yep. But I do sit down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Aiden is gonna, she, she goes over and Dahlia is like, Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah, sure. We, we're we fine, honey. And so it's like, uh, yep. No problem. Mrs. Pines. And she, uh, takes a creamer and like heads out. So Raven, you're now there just sort of with these two people that have come back into your life all of a sudden. Uh, As you as you stew and and scrub an aluminum table till it shines. (laughs) But let's jump back to our other adventures. Hugo, you're back. It's the next day. Where do you live? Do you live in in just like a a private normal home or what's your deal? There's another location pretty important to him. Yeah.
1: What is the closest thing to an apartment in this area? And like, uh, like a small, small apartment.
0: Yeah, there's a, an old mill that recently got converted into like sublet condos, basically. And it's just an old grain mill that they gutted and, and now have put in low-cost apartments for locals and, and college students.
1: He lives in the smallest one of those.
0: <laughs> okay, just like a little one, one room, two room? One room with a bathroom, maybe?
1: One room with a bathroom. I don't live fancy. Okay, your home, what is what does your apartment look like? Uh, It's essentially as you would step into it. The first thing you would see is the window, which is surprisingly large. Like you would expect in a mill for there to be fairly large windows. But this one is definitely bigger than they're supposed to be. There's bed in the corner, what looks like an attempt at a mini fridge. And there is a hot plate because there's not enough room for an actual stove or oven. Yep. There's a computer, monitor that's used as a TV. Nothing mm-hmm. to fancy.
0: All right. You get a call that morning from a friend of yours, a Mr. Argyle. It says, uh, you never called after you got back from investigating, which is the best Morgan Freeman that I can do. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's Morgan Freeman.
1: <laughs> uh, my apologies, Mr. Argyle. I'm sorry. It's, it, it was a very unexpected night
0: well first chance you get why don't you come over to the uh, museum we'll go over your findings
1: no of course of course
0: i assume you head there pretty much right away
1: on a bike ah
0: so hugo bikes over to the autumn falls natural history museum and observatory which is just sort of it's it's connected and funded as part of like the park service it's not one of those museums that has like you know dinosaur bones there's maybe like one right that they dug up in Colorado and had like shipped over as like the thing that gets like tourists and kids to show up to the museum and stuff like but mostly it's a lot of like local wildlife that's been you know taxidermied and like put on display and it's like you know this is the the banded raccoon and the local coyote and like here's a bald eagle that we're helping you know get back after it got hit by a telephone line or whatever it's much more of like a, a local wildlife research center that sort of has this museum section attached to, it. and it also goes into some of the uh, you know, Native American cultures that were in the, the Washington State area. Uh, it's got a little exhibit on, on those and some Pacific Northwest totem carvings and things on display, little beads and and you know shirts and things like that. But when you get there, Joseph Argyle is waiting for you. He's an older man with dark skin that wrinkles around his eyes and mouth and graying but still mostly dark brown hair. He is wearing a warm chestnut-colored suit with one of his signature wool vests underneath. He carries a very plain wooden cane and he adjusts his thick-rimmed dark brown glasses when he notices you. Go to see you, Hugo. Uh, Why don't you come with me? And so you head inside the museum past the... uh, Parasolophilus, whatever, uh, you know, a skeleton that's like there. And you, you go to like the back room where they do a lot of testing of the algae in the lake and, and you know, fishing, water culture, that sort of thing. And he, he goes to a, a panel, looks sort of like a, an intercom system or some sort of like a thermostat and puts in a code. And when he does that, the seal breaks on the hidden door which sort of opens and behind that is like a a very industrial looking uh, set of stairs that sort of spiral down. They're like dark iron grated spiral stairs. He continues down, you follow him, you know, the code to close the door behind you uh, and you arrive in the uh, secret sanctum where the two of you have been where, well, where Mr. Argyle has been teaching you the ways of the whispered. And he sits down uh, at this big like Oak table, down here, there's all sorts of strange, uh, unnatural things. There's, there's like jars with eels that have no eyes and just like a big like fanged mouth and like formaldehyde and, like you know, a big uh, hairy hand that's just been like taxidermied and put on the wall and, you know, fangs and jars and little like, you know, bottles of things here and there. Lots of liquids that have different like old, old fading and peeling labels on them and scrolls and textbooks and things. On one wall, actually, there's like an old mahogany crossbow and like a big axe and like, you know, these like old weapons, basically. (laughs) And so he he sits down at the table.
1: What did you find? Well, about that. Uh, Let me get you a cup of tea first. He's going to go over, make a quick cup of tea. Of course. Thank you. So I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news, I didn't find anything. The good news, I found something. We we have a complication.
0: So he say kind of like takes his glasses off to like clean the lenses, <laughs> put them back on. He says, uh, "What sort of complication are we talking about?" Here? Uh
1: other planner entities, and foreign powers.
0: Okay. So it's really bad.
1: (laughs) It depends on how you want to define bad at this point, I guess. What's your best guess? Well, the campsite itself was fairly clean. Uh, They had left most of their stuff there, so kind of a wreck. Um, There was also... A distinct scent of, I guess, burnt, moldy wood would be the best way to describe it. Kind of damp. Hmm. Hence, other, plainer things. Yes, some sort of creature from down below. Probably. Oh, and there was a really, really oddly dressed man. Like, really. How many pairs of sunglasses do you own?
0: don't own any S Paz sunglasses. I thought as much. <laughs> I wear a hat. Like a gentleman. Well, uh, if it's demons you're dealing with, perhaps we should uh, review. And he like takes out a an old scroll basically and, and lays it out. And it's in like Aramaic. Or you know some <laughs> some ancient language that you've been learning to read. Basically, he he runs over with you like the the tenets of dealing with demons, uh, things they're weak to, like holy water, the the ritual that's like required to bless water if you have it in order to like make it holy, that sort of thing. He says, uh, "You said the campsite was undisturbed.
1: Aside from park rangers and stuff having definitely been through the area, it looked fairly." inconspicuous.
0: And no food lying about.
1: I think there's a few scraps of some stuff, but nothing that I would say would cause woodland creatures to care.
0: Hmm. What about the vegetation? Broken? Disturbed at all? The girl claims it was a big animal. I thought you'd find some sort of footprints or something.
1: I looked for some tracks. I ended up... Uh, having a run-in with someone, so I couldn't get a very clear view of what was on the ground.
0: Another someone? Not a ranger?
1: Foreign powers. A person who calls himself an Agent Whitaker, I believe it was?
0: I'm unfamiliar. Well, listen. Mm. We should keep our ears to the ground. If you think that strange gentleman you saw was Perhaps a lead, maybe maybe investigate him, uh, but uh, you haven't talked to Smeziho yet. Not yet. When you get a chance. Right. a yeah, Good idea. Get The stories straight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he he kind of looks at his watch. And he says, uh, "Oh, time flies when you're reading Aramaic. Uh, don't you have lessons over at the dojo today?
1: True. Uh, wait, and he's gonna t- look at his watch. Oh no! <laughs> Are you late? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. He
0: uh, he'll roll up the scroll quickly uh, and give that to you. Just don't get it wet.
1: And, and have I ever uh, gotten the scrolls wet?
0: Uh, I says I got Just be careful. And so you you leave, uh, and we will jump to Agent Whitaker.
4: I have a question. Yes. Are the Rangers holding custody of Damien because I was going after Damien?
0: They most certainly are. As far as you know, no bail posted. Damn. Okay. All right.
4: (laughs) Just making sure that. No, I
0: mean, well, do you want to do that scene right now? I had a different one in mind, but if you want to say that you go to the the sheriff's office, like in the morning or something
1: or that night or that
0: night, even, and then we'll jump to the one I had planned up. Probably probably at night. You probably followed them like as they were driving. Okay, me. yeah, perfect. We'll do that scene first. So, uh, rewinding time a bit, uh, we jump to when Agent Whitaker followed the rangers to the uh, county sheriff's office. Uh, you know, they they get there, they bring Damien out in handcuffs. I assume Damien is sort of just, like, trying to charmingly protest, like, oh, you've got it all wrong. No, I wasn't. No, it's just that keychain I wanted.
6: So, now that he's captured... And, like, unable to do anything with his hands, and, like, there's more than one of them around, he's defeated. Hmm. Um, He's not protesting. He's just, like, oh, hum. Like, he knows they'll be okay. But, like, for right now, it's, like, he can't. Yeah. He's he's bound.
0: Okay. Yeah, so they take him inside. Do you wait at all, Agent, before you, like, go go inside or just like immediately like <laughs>
4: like like maybe a minute just to okay make it not too <laughs> weird
0: all right you come into the county sheriff's office of uh, maple falls the two rangers are are sort of they're not there in the, the immediate office you see uh a middle-aged man maybe like late 40s somehow he looks younger than you though like he you know his hair is is not all shock white and gray he's just sort of got it in a, in a tight buzz, he's got a, a sort of a mustache and like goatee beard going on. Bigger fellow. Maybe not linebacker, but like he works out. And he's just sort of uh, writing something in a book with a walkie-talkie on the, the counter when you come in.
6: So, wait, that's the shirt? That's the guy in charge? The whole uh, yeah.
0: You, you I'm see... trying to
6: look him in the eye.
0: Oh, you've been, you've been taken back. Like they didn't like stop him no. or anything. You, you just were like taken back to a cell. The, the rangers, when they, oh, we'll tell you for Damien's purposes, uh, when they brought you in, the sheriff looked at you, gave them a nod, and they immediately brought you in back to where the, the holding yeah. cells are. Yeah. You get the idea that maybe he was waiting for someone like you to show up. So the sheriff there, again, is like writing in the logbook when mm-hmm. you come in, Agent Whitaker.
4: Evening, officer.
0: Uh, please, call me Blake. Uh, and you are?
4: Uh, Agent Whitaker at your service, sir.
5: Agent,
4: turn into a
0: federal case?
4: Uh, not yet. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm merely investigating uh, a certain individual that you uh, actually just brought in uh, a mere moments ago, and I was hoping. That whack I job? Could... Uh, yeah, uh, yes, actually, I was. Um, I was hoping I could have him when you're done
0: with them. Well, you, you know, there's a murder investigation going on. Yeah, we check that place out. No animal fur, and uh, well, maybe I should show you the report. Okay, Can I see some ID, you. real real quick?
4: Absolutely. Pulls it out. Pulls it out. Bam.
0: Easty organization, uh, and he says, does, uh, does, "Does he have any reaction to like
4: the Easty organization in particular?" He, he
0: does, and he says, uh, "Private eye." Yeah. Okay. Obviously, we're trying to keep this. Hush-hush for families and uh, the young lady, but uh, come on with me. So he takes you into his office, standard Hollywood office. There's nothing really that uh, significant about it. There's like some large printed photographs of the park and sort of like a, a an award up on the wall that says like Ranger First Class or whatever. It's like you seem this guy has like a, a really like sense of ownership for like the park uh, and the like natural... You know beauty of, of the state that he's he's part of good um, for him yeah good for know? him sheriff orion blake and he uh you know actually he's like if we're, if we're pulling actors names he's kind of like a, a mix between like patrick warburton and uh the dude from stranger things the guy who plays the sheriff in that
4: ah <laughs> <Aww>, nice
0: <laughs> yeah but so he sits down he takes a, a folder out of his desk you know, Warren file on it and he opens it. And when you you look in the folder, there's pictures uh, of the corpse, obviously. And they're, they're not pleasant to look at, but they don't really match the description that like you would think a bear attack or like an animal attack would have. His throat, Chase's throat has been clawed out. There's like deep slash marks on the sides of his neck before it's just like torn away. And then his uh, chest, because it's like an autopsy, so you can like see. There's just like a hole in, in, over his heart that looks like uh, like a you know a log or something like very blunt force was just like shoved in there and then pulled out. And same kind of like gore and rip uh, type of wound in his like lower abdomen, sort of where like the liver would be, uh, like right under the ribs. And he is sitting there, looking at it, and then looks up at you, and he's like, it's awful.
4: And not very typical, is it?
0: No. This is some messed up shit.
4: And that's what I'm here for.
0: What do you know about this guy? The one in Holding?
4: The one in Holding, we um, we don't know a lot, but there have been some public statements of weird... Going on involving someone who might fit his description. I'd have to, um, I'd have to call back and see, uh, see what the actual um, description was, and get a get a bit more cross referencing done. But um, agent
0: Agent Whitaker, I will say that you, as part of your investigation, you've been tracking a a string of burglaries throughout the region. Every place you've gone to investigate. There has been something stolen. Sometime... I take back
4: what I said, officer. This man well, is a criminal.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you've gone to these crime scenes like in other places and sort of used your your clout as a, a member of the EC organization to get a look at things. And it's sort of been a similar situation to this murder where like, there's no clear sign of the struggle happening or the break-in happening they're break-ins but nothing's actually broken it's just the thing is gone and maybe in its place is like another random thing that's just been left there right and that's what you've been tracking that's like the reason you're here in autumn falls uh in the first place because with this murder you're like maybe my man has like gone to darker depths right you're like thinking like maybe it's the same dude maybe not but you're you know You're just there to investigate strange happenings. Yeah, all right. That's that's the history you've got. The description of this, like, like stranger who's just sort of been meandering around and wearing weird clothes has, like, caught your attention at least once or twice throughout this investigation.
4: Officer, this man is a prime suspect in multiple burglary charges and an incredibly suspicious individual, and I would very much like to speak to him at some point once you are done with him, of course.
0: Yeah I, I'm happy to let you speak to him tonight. I, I, I guys don't have a case yet. I mean, he was seen at the campsite, but if he's a burglar, why would he kill? you know some nice young, some kid?
4: Strange, isn't it? That's what I hope to find out from my cool glasses.
0: <laughs> okay, so he gets up and will lead you back to the holding cell and calls out to one of the officers back there. Rawlings, got a detective here. He's going to ask our boy some questions. Rawlings, who's the the male officer who apprehended uh, Damien, nods. He's got, like, a a shotgun. Uh, Seems a
4: little excessive.
0: Yeah, Rawlings is, like, he's a a local town guy, but he, like, is all about showy displays. (laughs) Oh, man. And uh, so Rawlings is kind of like, you cleared him? And Sheriff Blake says Of course I'm clear. Get out of here. So he goes back to you know do whatever else his, his duties are. Do you mind if I sit in? Oh, to with the interview? Yes.
4: Um Well If if you would like, yes.
0: Any information you can get out of him, I'm sure it would help us.
4: Of course.
0: He'll come in with you unless you try and stop him or give him a reason not to.
4: Hmm probably just means i'm gonna change which questions i ask but that's fine
0: <laughs> okay so hey you guys sort of come into the back uh, area now damien you're there just sort of lying on one of the cots i guess uh yeah i imagine
6: they've stripped damien of all of his accessories he's just waiting he's just hmm, just just thinking just sort yeah of bouncing just looking, around just looking at the cell Yeah, just looking at the walls around.
0: Okay. Agent Whitaker, your suspect is in custody.
4: Damien Edgecrest, is that what you said your name was? Yes. Yes, it is. You did say your name at the- I'm here to help you
6: as much as possible. Uh, If I could get your names, that would be delightful.
0: I'm Sheriff Blake, this is Agent Whitaker. He's here to ask you some questions about what you were doing up on that mountain.
6: Agent, agent, ooh.
4: We're just here to ask a few questions. I'm,
6: I'm here to help. I am I'm here to help out humans, humanity.
4: Ooh, <laughs>
6: Whitaker's <laughs> eyes
7: going wild. <on>. Yep.
0: <laughs> His yep. nostrils flare. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> Good thing you're wearing those sunglasses. <laughs>
4: all right let's start from tonight what were you doing on top of the mountain
6: i really like exploring i don't like seeing the same things more than once more than twice i just always like to you know gotta be moving you know and so I like traveling around, seeing as, as much as there is to see in the world.
4: Yes, that does line up with some of these reports. Pull out my phone. I start flipping through some images of some of the houses that have been burglarized.
0: Yeah. Any of these and look there,
4: familiar to you?
0: And there's like, there's like a, uh, you know, like one of them is a shot of a garden that clearly has a collection of like garden gnomes, but then like one flamingo it's all these like crime scenes where like something is out of place or has been replaced by another thing.
6: And Uh, the crime scenes are typically from like department stores and everything or like like wealthier houses. He doesn't like take anything that doesn't look nice, anything that's not high quality, anything that's not nice, expensive.
0: Or at least unique, right? Like I feel like there's one picture of like a, like a, you know, like a sunglass hut basically with like, you know, Ray-Bans and stuff. But like one of the sunglasses is like those Groucho Marx glasses.
4: We here at the agency have become very familiar with your calling card, Mr. (laughs) Edgecrest. (laughs) Uh, What agency
6: is so familiar with me that I am so unfamiliar with?
4: I'm the one asking the questions here, sir. Sit back down. Listen, Emery's smiling, Agent Whitaker is dead serious. (laughs) Yeah, this is good stuff. You're gonna tell me how many places you've been, how many places you've robbed from, and how you keep getting away. I... Oh, and we'll talk about the murder in a second, but right now... Okay, I wanna be
6: very clear that there might've been some coincidences where you know my memory is a little foggy and i might be forgetful where i put my things and where other things go missing but i, I look at the sheriff that is not my myself in any way shape or form that is gross no
4: Mm-mm.
0: what do you say to the sheriff
4: i was gonna say well when he started to remember his memory going <laughs> foggy i was gonna say like check him for drugs <laughs>
0: yeah he says uh, we'll have the boys from the lab come in tomorrow
4: alright mm-hmm. he did uh, yeah, have is on
0: Dane. him oh yeah, yeah. like <laughs> yeah I, I guess the sheriff would say something like that like well, we found about five kilos is that a lot? five
4: kilos?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you had a lot of pockets so I, probably no, all no, just no. added up I like,
6: really like Kilo. pockets
2: I, don't, I really I don't like know. the idea of like having a Mary Poppins pocket for just like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> one long Ziploc bag.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost said one. Or it's like a duffel cocaine. bag. Actually, you know like, that works, right? I would
6: have a duffel bag. I would have like a duffel bag he duffel has bag and they of, like pulled a tattoo out a of makeup supplies of uh, yeah. hair accessories, hair
0: dye and then just like equipment. 5 kilos of coke. <laughs>
6: Of various oh, things, God. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: it's 11 pounds! I-
4: <laughs> Continue.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I like Damien lives.
6: <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot of friends, so I travel around a lot. And I want know, names, I like places, to have and fun. addresses.
7: Wow. I want names.
6: I can I can help you in other ways, uh, but co- like if I said, oh, this is fish and this is sponge and this is orangutan, like that doesn't help you out, you know, in no, any way. No, it doesn't.
4: What the fuck are you talking about?
6: The, yeah. Okay. So I gave you my name, Damien, because I'm polite and great. A lot of my friends would not use their <laughs> names. <laughs> so I can tell you about all the Fruits and desserts that I know, but I, I don't think that's going to be super helpful. Not to
4: be rude, I just no, 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 no.
6: So, no,
0: no, no. Agent Whitaker, you have dealt with people like this before. Yeah, uh,
4: probably.
0: Probably on something, but also, while Damien has been talking, that same like wood smoke smell has been permeating the area, and you're just like something's up
6: agent whitaker i have an idea i've i've seen enough movies and tv shows to know that you should and like i make direct eye contact with agent whitaker and i try to exert my will and say <laughs> hire me
4: Ooh, mm-hmm. all right all
6: right. What right.
0: This is, that a, is that a manipulate someone or just a move that you do? Uh, it is a
6: move that I do that ends up being a charm plus roll. And you don't have to do it.
0: Yeah, this is something that works on normal people, but hunters can decide whether or not they do or don't choose it.
6: D2D. Oh, that's, that's a big old fail.
0: Oh, uh, mark experience. Mark experience.
6: Or do I use the luck point and go for it?
0: <laughs>
4: yes,
6: yes, I, I, I do.
4: You're use the luck point on something I could refuse. Yeah, oh,
0: Damien, wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think you should. I think you should take the failure. I think it's gonna work narratively. Yeah. You try this and it doesn't work. But Agent Whitaker.
4: But do I like? Do I feel it? Do I? You f-
0: you feel it. And this this whatever this is this not person. It just tried to control your mind and get you to side with it. And the, the sheriff, who's also standing next to you, he puts his, like, hand on, his, on the back of his head. He's like, I feel like I've got as many rangers as I need. Uh,
4: I elbow him sharply.
7: What?
0: <laughs> what? Sheriff. What? Sheriff. Yes.
7: Yes.
4: I have yes. reason to believe that this is an incredibly dangerous individual who needs to be transported Aww. out of your jail cell I'm not, immediately and put into somewhere <laughs> with higher security. Is that understood?
0: Well, well, uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm a I, good I, guy. I'm like Robin Hood. I, I trust your read, Agent. Uh, come with me. Uh, and so they're gonna leave. They're gonna leave. I can get
6: you things. <laughs> He get you like any item you want.
0: Oh, I love Damien. Uh, so you guys return out of the jail cell. the The sheriff says to you, he's like, "No, look, I don't want to pull jurisdiction, but I can't just let you be taken our man. We haven't even fully processed him yet." Uh,
4: how soon can we remove him from here? How How soon would it take to process him through? We can have we can have the agency deal with him. You don't even have to go through the paperwork. we'll. we'll uh, we can deal with him, but this this, this man is incredibly dangerous.
0: I, I know. Unfortunately, since you're a private organization, we're gonna have to we got we gotta do this right. He says, uh, "Why don't you come back in the morning? And we'll, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk some more. I'll see what I can I can look up tonight."
1: I put. <sighs> I, need I coffee.
4: Put my hand on his shoulder. Do not leave anyone in the room alone with him.
0: And I like fade yeah. out into the darkness. Okay. Yep. You drive away. You are uh, returning, or rather, you're you're in your car. So, does Agent Whitaker have two vehicles? Are we saying he's got like a um, four door, and then his like camper, maybe, or like a truck, oh. and then like, like a hitch camper that he like attaches to it?
4: Uh, yeah. That yeah, that makes sense. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you drive your like, I guess, pickup.
4: Which is wild, uh, which is a wild look. This man in a suit.
0: <laughs> yeah, with like an SUV. So you, you drive that back to where you have your, your camper sort of set up at one of the um, drive-in place where people can come and put their campers up for a weekend or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. it's, it's not part of the park. It's like more in town. You, you're pulling in there and, and on the way back, uh, your phone goes off. It says o.ec on the caller ID.
4: Um, yeah, I pick up.
0: And you hear uh, a voice on uh, the line. Agent hey, Whitaker, how are you?
4: Olivia, I am onto something big. You sound so a burglar. She says, you got him. That's wonderful. Well, the police got him, unfortunately, before I could intercept. But I oh. know where he is. Okay. And he's worse than we thought.
0: Oh, my. What are we dealing with here?
4: I'm thinking someone who's either me, who, who, who is dealing heavily in magic, or is someone who might be intrinsically magic, perhaps a code red.
0: I'll let our lab techs know immediately. Will you be uh, returning tonight or staying in, in the town?
4: Oh, I'm staying, in, I'm staying here in case he gets away.
0: Good, good call, good call, yes. All right, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Good work, Agent. Thank you. And so you returned here. She's so nice. Yeah. She's, yeah. (laughs) It's Olivia Eastie. That sort of catches us up to the present. Let's go back to Raven. You get off your shift at the Maple Leaf and you uh, head over to the Kojima Dojo where you have karate lessons. Mm -hmm. How did you resolve the like reunion of childhood friends at the diner? What was that like for you?
3: Oh, boy. Honestly, I think Raven just ignored it as much as possible. It was just like, this is really weird. Okay. My shift is almost over. I'm getting out of here. Like, I'm just not even going to make eye contact with either of them. I'm just going to leave. I think she straight up ran away.
0: Yep, that's fine. I think probably Aiden, like, apologized a lot to Felicity and was sort of like, yeah, she'll she'll be back again tomorrow if you want to come by for brunch again, Felicity. I feel like she pulls the excuse of like, oh, she's not usually like
3: this. But, like, Aiden knows she's
0: yeah. totally like that. All yeah, time. yeah, yeah. She's, like, she's been a lot friendlier. I think something's maybe, like, a home thing. But, yeah, so, Raven, you go to uh, the dojo where you have been going to classes for, what, eight years, ten years?
3: Yeah, something like that.
0: Like, a long time. A like long time. You're pretty good. You started out where, like, your parents were, like, you gotta go to karate, Raven. You need to get out. You need to meet people. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But over time, like, you know, now it's become your, your workout, basically. Is, you know, it's how you stay fit and active. And you have made a few people there that you, like, at least don't dislike. The dojo is uh, owned by an elder Japanese man named Mori. Uh, he's one of those, like, old masters who's, like, a little getting on in years. So he can't, like, do a lot of the demonstrations anymore. But his star student is his grandson, Haru. Haru also has a a sister Noriko she takes lessons but she does a lot more of the like managing of the front of house sort of thing and she has Mm -hmm. since she was like a teenager she just knows the books the the, like membership fees and that sort of thing and she's a like friendly like handing out pamphlets during like open uh, houses and like county fair type things and so you get to class and Haru is helping with like the kids' class that happens before the adults' afternoon class happens. Basically, the kids like leave school and then come directly there and then their parents pick them up. And so he's, he's finishing up the lesson. He sees you like getting into uniform and everything, nods at you. And then he says, so kids, special treat today. Miss Raven is here early. And the kids are like, yay, Miss Raven! <laughs> just for you to come over. Starting next week, Miss Raven has agreed to help out with your class. Isn't that right? And he, like, slaps you on the back. And you have not agreed to this uh, at all.
3: <laughs> oh, I kind of just, like, elbow jab him, like, making it seem friendly, but, like, I'm pretty yeah. annoyed at him. And yeah. I, like, smile at the kids awkwardly.
0: Yeah, and they're just like, yay! They're so excited. They think you're so cool because they, like, watch you, like, getting ready while they're waiting for their parents to, like, pick them up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. And probably like some of them have like older brothers and sisters who like did karate but don't anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So like they they knew you when you were still like learning and they've seen you like get better and better and better. So you're like a, a role model despite not wanting to be. <laughs> <laughs> and so he says, "All right, everybody bow, he bow." He's like dismissed, and they all you know scurry away to get out of their uniform. And so he looks at you and he says, uh, "I wasn't gonna let you dodge it forever."
3: I would have tried.
0: I know. You're good at that. He says, uh, why don't you warm up? I don't see Hugo, but he should be here soon.
3: That's weird. He's usually on time.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's up. I'm going to give him a call. Good idea. And so, yeah, so he goes off. You're you're warming up. You're doing your thing. Fifteen minutes later or so, like after Haru has gone to, like, join you. And, like, Noriko's, like, kind of, like, stretching off in that corner. Like, she, <laughs> she's, like, part of the adults class, but she's, like, also, like, always on call. So she doesn't super ever get really into it. So when, like, 15 minutes goes by, Hugo finally, like, arrives on his bike uh, a little, like, winded. Well, not winded, but, like, you know, really exerting to try and get there faster. So you show up, Hugo. You're at the Kojima Dojo, where you also have been training uh, in hand-to-hand and, and karate. <sighs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Sorry. 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 Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, Haru is just like, it's all right. Jump in. Let's go. Uh, I will say this, Hugo. Haru gives you kind of a, a knowing look, and he says... Uh, Uh, work at the museum
1: work at the museum i gotcha overtime stuff you know
0: yeah and so you know he leads you through a class you guys are doing your forms and like practicing with sparring and stuff eventually at one point in the class you two are paired up together
3: i don't think raven talks very much she (laughs) is aware of hugo because they work together but like she probably just barely knows that he works at the museum Mm -hmm. and like doesn't really know so she's just like hey And then immediately is like, so we should, you know, do the thing that we're supposed to be doing, right?
0: (laughs) Yep.
7: There's
3: not much of like a chit chatter.
0: You don't ask him like why he was late or anything or...
3: Nope. It seems like his business. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like he works at the museum. Huh. Okay.
1: He on the other hand is a bit more nosy.
0: Yeah. And you can tell something is like bugging Raven. Like she seems distracted despite like clearly trying to seem like she's very on task, but like something's on her mind
1: your footwork's off.
3: Thanks for noticing.
1: <laughs> hey, the only way to get better is to figure out our flaws. True. But you're usually I... a lot better than this.
3: Yeah, I know. Haru asked me to, well, he didn't ask me. He strong armed me into teaching the kids class coming up.
0: Congratulations. That's not, that's not it though, Hugo. You can tell right away. Like she's been dodging the kids class for forever. This is something else. <laughs>
1: So that was a three or four year ago kind of problem. Something else is on your mind.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't know. I just, at work earlier, this girl showed up and, well, two girls showed up. One of them, we used to be friends uh, a long time ago. And the other girl, like, I think we were friends. It was, it was really weird and bizarre and just a whole lot of, like, feelings stuff that I did not want to get into. So I kind of booked it out of there. Shook me up a little bit.
1: Understandable. That's okay though. I'm sure they'll be there to talk to you tomorrow. I sure hope day. not. <laughs> and the next day.
3: They know where I work.
1: They know where you work. It. Nope.
3: God, one of them lives in Vernal Springs. I think she works at the Starbucks over there. Yeah.
7: Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm.
3: <laughs> the worst.
7: <laughs> hey, you don't
1: get to choose your well. You do get to choose your friends, but still.
3: Yeah, I didn't choose them. I think they chose me. I heard the two of them talking, and one of them was just like, yeah, we're friends now, and it seemed super weird.
1: Is that how that works? That's not how that normally works.
3: I don't know. (laughs) I'm not good with this whole friend thing.
1: Well, now you can get some practice.
3: Maybe we could just... Just continue with the karate stuff. Like we were you, supposed
0: to be doing. When you when you say that, and like you've been, you know, trading blows, but it's like that like going through the motions, not really like applying mm-hmm. yourself super hard. Hugo, when she when she like says like, let's just get back to it, and she like kind of surprises you with like a quick like grab of your arm. Uh, and it actually like shifts your watch that you're always wearing uh, a little bit and it like scoots down your arm because she just like gets you that that hard and Raven when you look at Hugo's wrist it just like it's glowing and catching your eye and you're like what the and then like the glow subsides but you see this mark that's tattooed on the back of his wrist and Hugo i assume you kind of quickly like put the watch back and it's like
1: and sweep oh. the leg
0: yep <laughs> 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 yeah nice so you Raven you're now on the ground the room is spinning a little bit you look up at Hugo and you can still kind of faintly make out that symbol glowing through the, the part of his watch band that like covers it. And your, your head is just starts to spin like more so than like falling because you know how to fall. You slap down and everything. You're, you're fine. And you just start to get like this weird feeling of like dizziness and like unease. <laughs> Yeah,
3: so, I'm just gonna stay on the ground, <laughs> to try and get
0: my bearings. Okay, he's gonna
1: put out his other hand to try to help her get up.
0: But she seems out of it, like more dazed than a fall like that should have uh, caused her.
3: Yeah, I'll stand up, but still just be like, like motion for him to not continue the like the drills we were doing.
0: Haru kind of looks over, sees what's going on. He's like, Raven, uh, go get some water. Okay and so you you kind of go out into the lobby area they have like a cooler with some reusable cups and things it's got like your name written on it in like masking tape (laughs) everybody has like a mug (laughs) and you, you sit down your head is just like throbbing like you can hear like pulse in your ears uh your heart is racing you're like what is this what is this what is this you you glance up through the like glass window of the dojo that has like signage on it flipped or whatever and on the other side of that window is Felicity just sitting there with the flower Pacino waving and on her shoulder you see this little creature with a bird skull as a mask and a plumage of headdress feathers and it's also waving at you. Hi, it's Natalie again. I hope you're having fun with the story so far. This is the first ad break. You made it! All the way through that thick jungle of character introductions and plot set up, and you made it here! I've got just what you need. This cold, frosty mug of advertisement. It should perk you right up and get you ready to venture out once again. Did you know that over half the cast of the Storyteller Squad are cosplayers? Maybe some of you listening are too. One thing I can confidently say we all have in common is that we can have our picture taken. If you or someone you know are looking for pictures of yourself that are a cut above the rest, then you should check out Vander the Generalist. Our friend Vander is a professional photographer with over 15 years of experience and an eye for making you look great no matter what moment you want to capture. Maybe you made a costume during quarantine and want a safety conscious photographer to help you show off your hard work. Vander the Generalist offers socially distanced photo shoot appointments. Or if you're feeling patient, you can reach out to schedule a shoot once we all have a vaccine and feel safer being around other people. Whatever your preference, consider booking with Vander the Generalist for your photography needs and use the code Squad to save 15% off your appointment. Visit VanderTheGeneralist.com. That's V-A-N-D-E-R TheGeneralist.com. And use the code Story Squad to save 15%. So what are you waiting for, adventurers? Get those cute smiles of yours captured in a photo. I'm realizing that this ad copy is going to be dated really quickly, but I'm okay with that. Get vaccinated so I don't have to make many more of these ads that reference the pandemic of 2020. I'd rather talk about literally anything else. <laughs> All right, enjoy the rest of the episode.
5: Lizzie, what are you <laughs> up to? <laughs> um I am going to try to talk to her, but through the window. <laughs> okay.
0: What are you saying? It'll be muffled. Maybe she picks up some of it.
5: I'm gonna say Hello
3: <laughs> Raven's just gonna stare at her. Just be like,
7: what?
0: Like you drop your mug. Uh, and you look back up; the spirit's not there, but Felicity still is. Uh, and you're just like, you feel sick, to your stomach. Like, what is going on?
3: And look around, and just like, see if anyone else can see her. Just like, <laughs> oh, <okay." laughs> and then she like pick up her mug and just like try and find something to uh, sop up the water, and just keep looking at Felicity. Like, what? Feel like, mm-hmm. am I? My footwork was
5: a little off. <laughs> <laughs> Yes!
3: Raven's just completely sure that she has a concussion and that she's hallucinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just gonna take her empty cup and like, just kind of turn around and go back to when tell you, someone, like, I think I need to go to a hospital or something. When
0: you, when you turn around, the old uh, owner of the dojo, Mori Kojimas, is there. And he says... Uh, he, he kinda, yeah, he kind of like gently takes the mug from you. You should... Welcome, our guest.
3: (laughs) You can see her. Yes. Hello? There's a Uh, door. It's unlocked. (laughs) (laughs)
6: He's he's like, uh, why don't you go ask her for tea?
7: Tea? I would love some.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have a class to finish. I really don't have time for this. I'm so sorry.
0: No, he he looks at you and he's kind of like, You need
7: time for this.
0: And kind of just like pushes you towards the door and like goes back to like wash your mug and like put it back on (laughs) the thing. So Sensei Mori is encouraging you to go go speak to this strange girl.
3: (laughs) So Raven goes to like open the door but she's like saying out loud to herself like I've lost it. This is it.
7: This (laughs) is my psychotic break.
3: (laughs) I'm having a quarter life crisis. And I'm not even 25 yet. Okay. And she (laughs) opens the door and is like, do you want to come inside? Yes. Here? Okay. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) She like holds the door open for her and then just walks in.
0: Okay. Felicity, you come on in. Uh, Ghosty is kind of like perched on your shoulder and just like looking around.
5: I'm going to give him a little scritch, but no one else can see him. (laughs)
0: you see that Mr. Kojima, this older gentleman, is, he's bringing over like a tray of tea. And he sets it down. There's like a couch for you guys to like sit at. He says, uh, Stay as long as you like. And as he, as he turns around, Felicity, the only you see this, but he has like sort of right at the neck, uh, white hair. That's just sort of been like slicked, slicked back from the front. And uh, poking out of the hair for a brief second is this little like dragon head. And it kind of just, like, peeks out, looks at you, goes back in. And Sensei Kojima, like, you know, just goes back into his office, basically.
7: Cool. Well, that was weird.
0: You don't see that, Raven.
3: I just, I just meant his behavior.
0: Yeah, yeah. He just gives you some some tea and then goes.
5: He's uh, very nice.
3: Yeah, he, uh, he usually doesn't come out too much. I, I don't think I've ever really seen him. Serve tea. How did he make this tea? Where did she <laughs> just like grabs the cup and like pours down?
5: And that's okay. Like sure. we're friends now.
3: Okay. <laughs> <was> gonna turn <laughs> and try and catch Hugo's eye and like look at him and kind of like. Oh, he's, he's not
0: like-, like within within range. Like he he's like in the other room, like the dojo is okay. like separate from like the lobby. So. Unfortunately, oh, okay. there's well, no. There's no we'll lifeline where you go, and then
3: realize that she can't be him. But yeah. we'll just like confuse like pour some tea and like take a cup and sip it. Be like, oh wow, this is really good tea. Okay. Um. Anyway, like, anyway. why are you here? Are you here to do? You want to like join karate because you can no, go talk just, to the lady at the desk if you want. I just um up.
5: came to be friends, you know. Okay.
3: That's interesting. I don't know if that's how friendships usually start. Usually, there's like a mutual, like things that you have in common. You don't just like they oh, they just say you're they friends.
5: they just told me that we're friends now, so we're friends now. Who did? I'm Ghosty and Tom.
0: Okay. <laughs> Who are
5: they? My friends. You knew them.
0: I did. You think back. Uh, Raven and while this like pounding is happening in your in your ears you you start to remember That like that's not the first time you saw that weird little critter You used to play with them at the camp for tykes (laughs) At Spring or uh, Silver Lake uh, National Park the one summer when you knew Felicity and she wasn't just some like weird girl that you saw wandering the calls of the community college you you met her, but at the same time that you met her, you met her friends Ghosty and Tom, who sort of. And just I remember their around. names. You you remember them, yeah. And as you remember them, you see poke its head out of her hair is Tom's little like, you know, squirrel dragonfly, <laughs> and uh, Ghosty like a puppy burrows up from like her her palms that are like folded in her lap, and does that like noses his head up and then like looks at you. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna
5: pick him up and be like they missed you oh
0: <laughs> and, and they nod
5: right. raven
0: still thinks she's lost it yeah
5: <laughs> um well i actually came here to tell you about a thing that i had seen okay we're gonna go to a blood house cool <laughs> <laughs> When what? you
0: when she says that Hugo, you have come out to see what happened to your sparring partner. <laughs> Please when tell you, me
3: he heard that last bit. <laughs> he,
0: he he did, he did. He sees he sees Felicity holding the little like thing, which you can see. Hugo, this girl has spirits with her. They they seem to be the same kind that are just sort of like naturally abundant in the area. Uh, normally they don't reveal themselves to people, but this one has like dropped its its glamour. Uh, so that it can be seen by, by people. And uh, this, this girl has two of them with her and she's like talking with uh, Raven and mentions a
1: bloodhouse. Excuse me, what?
5: <laughs> oh, um, oh you're back me, me and Raven um, we're gonna go to the blood house.
3: I just turn away from Felicity <laughs> so she can't see my face and I just mouth help me and you go.
0: And we're gonna we're gonna stop that scene for now and we will cut back to Bethany. Bethany you made it back to work, awkwardness dealt with. George Montgomery gave you like a, a to-go, like styrofoam container of like leftover hash browns and stuff, <laughs> he's like, get more here. And so, uh, so you have this like sort of embarrassing like to-go container <laughs> with you when you come back with the creamer and hand it off to Lane who is like, oh, thank goodness, I'm so glad you're back. And like, you know, he like is now running the front, Taylor is also back in house, uh, he his, like eyes are red, but he's clearly like pushing through the shift when you when you finish work. Uh, you, you, you know, you wrap up, you're replaced by the evening people. Taylor uh, stops you on his way out when you're both leaving. And he says, uh, "Hey, Bethany, I'm sorry about earlier. I just Inari called me and that just we got talking. It just set us. I, I was a mess. I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry what I said about the fourth stage of grief. I know you are right now in the second stage of grief, and it's probably the first. You're probably transitioning between the two rapidly. It's not a full stage. Would you like some of my hash browns? Uh, I hold out some of the styrofoam in which I've saved half a hash brown because I can't have too many carbs.
0: Uh, Yeah, thanks. Uh, That'd be nice. I haven't been eating a lot.
2: That's... So that probably isn't helping, um, especially if you are partaking, as we ladies of Cap Alpha Theta say. Look, I don't, I'm really sorry about what happened to your friend. Um, I feel a little weird about it, uh, considering all of you were on the football team and um, Brent was there
0: too, but... Uh, and he, he's just like, oh God, I haven't even called him. <laughs>
2: you know it's okay. Um, sometimes we don't have to call people like Brent um, because because we're friends now, right? Like not you and Brent. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> behind me, I'm fine.
0: Uh, I, I don't know. I, anyway, thanks for covering. I gotta go. And Ari wanted me to come over, and just, you know, she doesn't want to go alone. Do you need a ride? I just. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I didn't want to
2: offer one any I was just being nice, whatever. Wow. Uh, I, I have so much I need to do back home. Uh a lot of grad school applications because I
0: Yeah, yeah, you're busy. I I get yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he he takes the like the to-go container and leaves, uh, apparently heading to go talk to Anari. Uh Chase's girlfriend. Do you go straight home? I stop for a second.
2: I' go back into Starbucks, um, and I get a loaf piece with my $5 gift card that I've gotten now, uh, or my dollar one that I traded. Um, I get a uh, one of those banana bread, walnut banana bread loaves. It's like the best thing you can get at Starbucks.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: And I go and I drive to uh, Bertie's house, and I don't ring the doorbell. I don't say anything. I just leave the loaf uh, in the old hash browns can you keep it kind of warm I just leave it outside her door and I get in my car and I drive home
0: okay uh I'm gonna say that when you're like buying the loaf and stuff you you bump into someone unexpected agent Whitaker gotta get your Starbucks man
4: I was listen I was literally (laughs) gonna say oh by the way agent Whitaker's in the corner because he loves his bucks you know
0: yep you gotta get the bucks Uh, bucks. am I like right behind behind him You you bump into him actually. You're like distracted thinking about like this plan and having seen Raven yeah. for the first like time hiding in a while. Myself like, up. <laughs> yeah, and, and you just like you bump into each other. Uh, he's sort of leaving, uh, and like you drop the case file, Agent Whitaker.
4: Oh, I, pardon me, miss.
0: Um, I reached down to sorry, pick it
2: up.
4: You, oh yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> you pick uh, thank it up you. and immediately you see one of the pictures of Chase's body. Oh. And it is it is disturbing.
4: Oh, he, uh, you, you for, don't want to see this. Um, pardon me. Oh, by the way, you do notice uh, the drink he has with him is like one of the frappuccino. It's the unicorn frappuccino. Like, <laughs> let me make this clear. It is Yeah. The, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, that's, uh, I make those really well. Uh, they usually don't put enough coconut milk in. You should really oh. do a, a fourth extra ounce. Hi i knew that guy huh, from um from high school i didn't oh. I, I i knew i was i dated um dating uh dated it's uh, in the past uh he's a friend um <laughs> it's over um i'm single that's not a proposition i'm just i'm just letting everybody here know really fast how are you are you from here you're wearing a suit which i guess a lot of people in vernal springs do um anyway i should go <laughs> Wait, wait, hold
4: up. You said you know you knew the victim.
2: Yes. Um. Well, I friend of a friend. Yes. Absolutely.
4: Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Or are are you on your way out? I I don't want to.
2: No. I the line is pretty long. Um. And chances are, I'm probably not going to get the last slice of that loaf, anyways. But they'll probably have to micro a new one. So just, just you know, while I'm in line, I guess. Um. I don't have much to say. I know a lot about the football team, though, and I know a lot about.
4: Okay, well, all right, I'll just.
2: They <laughs> were really, really close, so I kind of know some of the secrets, like about who was sleeping with whose girlfriend when they shouldn't have been. So then, that might be helpful. Uh, a lot of, a lot of murder can be revenge for uh, exes. So I could be onto something. I <laughs> my brain like six times. <laughs> <laughs> I really want someone to talk to me.
0: Agent <laughs> Whitaker, you've clearly met a girl in the throes of emotional distress.
2: Uh. Mm, mm.
4: I'm a stoic British gentleman. I'm afraid I do not how to de- know how to deal with emotional distress. Well, I was simply going to ask you if um, you've noticed anything unexplainably weird around town. <laughs>
2: Oh my goodness, I see so many weird things. So today, a girl came in and she told me that I have extensions and I don't have extensions, just my growing <laughs> out and it's been a really rough time for me. And also, okay, so this is really cool. Alpha Phi, it's like Kappa Alpha Theta, but like they're going through something right now. It turns out they had been caught hazing. Can you believe it?
4: No, I can't believe it.
2: Um. Also, I I heard that Cheryl's ex boyfriend, Tom Athew, its a weird name. It's also British. He's British like you. He came here um one year. Oh
4: boy, ago. maybe I know him.
2: <laughs> you might. It's probably really small there. I haven't. And I did go to Italy though, on, um, a uh, like uh, a abroad thing. And oh my God, I drinks. So That's unimportant. I was under twenty one. Please don't put that in your file. <laughs>
4: I'm I'm not a police officer.
2: But back back to Cheryl Town of View. They had a huge fallout and Cheryl went behind his back and and I like Lena close. And she said that she was going to fuck Taylor. But Taylor is friends with the guy you're talking about, so there could be something there. I'm connecting all the dots for you. Hello? Oh my gosh, I'm like doing your job. What do you do anyways?
4: I'm surprised you're not the flake in this misarrangement.
0: <laughs> oh wow, that was that was an epic moment. Oh, geez. so sorry. <laughs>
7: must... Well, Agent
0: anyway. so, Whitaker, you're now abreast of all the happenings of the local college scene's football, and cheerleading team, relationships. Wow.
2: Oh, and don't get me started on beta roses. They're absolute trash at Stanford, but that's another conversation. I'll tell you about that if, like, you won. It's going to be right. well, three hours. We're going gonna to cut back. As, as much as I'm I gonna, regret
4: this, if you see anything strange, here's my contact information. Well,
0: hold, hold that thought for a second. Okay. Uh, all right. So... You, we'll, we'll leave on the two of you just sort of sitting at the Starbucks and Agent Whittaker sort of patiently trying, hoping, praying that maybe some nugget of truth or insight will spill out of this girl's mouth as she continues to bubble and, and rant. You know, the job is hard and you do it well. But we're going to jump back to you, Damien. Damien.
6: I want to sue. <laughs> I want to be an agent.
7: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes! Uh...
0: So, Damien, you're there malo- uh, lamenting the fact that you do not have a suit like Agent Whitaker or cool glasses anymore. The the guards or the, the two officers, the uh, Rawlings and uh, Dodge are just sort of like just, just watching you, like not really responding but they're just like, because the sheriff obviously was like, he's dangerous. I need, I need you. Eyes on him, like a hawk, all the time. Uh, and they were like, okay. Sure. And so they're just sort of sitting off playing like cards on like a table, but like not listening can, to your like complaining.
6: Can I make eye contact with either one of them or are they, they are off to the side enough?
0: I think probably that's your goal. So at a certain point, like you maybe catch one of their eyes. Maybe it's Samantha Dodge. She's the, the female officer. And she's just kind of like, would you shut up?
7: Can I get a
6: donut?
0: <laughs> and she's like, what?
6: Or coffee. Get me a coffee, please.
0: And you're going to use your manipulate yes. someone? Okay.
6: Oof. Eight.
0: Okay. That's a mix success. What does it say on a mix for you? It
6: gets one hold. Maybe <laughs> I would have to do.
0: So, And she looks over at her partner and she says uh, he has been here overnight. I'm going to get him something. And so she gets up to go get you coffee from the, the break room. And now you are alone with Agent. Or uh, rather, Officer Rawlings.
6: Uh, so what buildings are adjacent to this one?
0: Are you asking him? Yeah. Oh, he says...
6: Uh, I didn't see when I came in.
0: He says uh, that's kind of the point.
6: I mean, I'm just curious what kind of neighborhood this is, you know? What's, what's there to do if I wasn't in these cuffs?
0: It's a nice neighborhood until folks like you start showing up.
6: I, like I said, like Robin Hood, I'm helpful. You seem I like I doubt
0: a that. Pillow. I seriously I doubt things. that. fella.
6: I'm sure you want nice, nice items, nice expensive things. Like I, do. he,
0: he, like opens the cooler next to him and pulls out like a like a a spiked root beer, basically. Oh <laughs> and man, and I really. Want he's, a spiked root beer. He's, just, <laughs> he's just like he cracks it. He's like. I got all I have, all I want right here. And he just starts drinking it. Oh,
6: you wouldn't happen to have another one of those, would you?
0: Oh, yeah. whole six-pack.
6: Like, I mean, for, for sharing. I was asking if you would share one with me, please.
0: And he kind of, like, takes a long sip of his, puts it down, takes another bottle out, brings it over, and just kind of, like, tap, tap, taps it on the bars. He's like, now... I'm sure we could come to some sort of an arrangement. You tell me what you know about what you did to that poor kid, and uh, I'll give you this soda, sure.
6: Whoa, whoa. First off, I had a lot of goods on me when I came in, and I don't love them anymore. So if you had some of my watches and things, that would be cool. I'm not opposed to that. But (laughs) I want to be very clear that I don't, hurt people, I just like things a lot.
0: Maybe you like that girl, that Inari young lady. You like her enough to kill her boyfriend?
6: Ew, no, people are gross. No, <laughs> oh, no, I am sorry, like no offense to you. I am sure, I'm sure you're attractive, but no thank you to, to people.
0: Uh, at this point, Officer Dodge comes back in. There's like a little like slide thing that she unlocks, opens it, puts the coffee on the thing, and then slides it closed.
6: Thank you. I appreciate. You.
0: <laughs> it's hot, but it doesn't bother you. <hums> <hums> uh,
6: uh, uh, <sighs> ah, thank you. You've you've done well again. Like I said, help yourself to my stuff. I. Don't really care for it anymore. You know, Merry Christmas. You guys have been helpful. I, I appreciate that. Uh, you wouldn't happen to have an extra outfit around?
0: I'm going to say that's probably manipulate someone.
6: Oh, he's not, he's not actually trying for it. Oh, okay. It doesn't have to be all the time, always.
0: She's like, you're dressed enough for prison. And the two of them go back to playing cards. Time goes by it gets late into the night eventually they call the sheriff do you like feign going to sleep at all or uh,
6: i do ask if there's any like nicer hotels around like within walking distance
0: <laughs> yeah they don't answer that question but they uh eventually they kind of call up and they're like uh like can we get home it's getting pretty late and this guy i mean he's not going anywhere but sheriff blake is sort of like yeah it's it's fine uh we're still waiting to hear back from that agent make sure you get the paperwork done bring it in, in the morning okay so they they go and now you're alone in the uh in the cell block uh
7: well
6: i'm done here uh, just gonna walk out the back of <laughs> <Bell>. <laughs> yeah okay and then you know spend the time doing the awkward thing where you've got to get your hands behind you and out under your legs so they're in front Mm -hmm. and uh so you're just you know walking out and then uh can i use magic to pop the cuffs yeah totally and he's gonna go for another cup of coffee
0: okay (laughs) Okay. nice he's gonna
6: see what uh what coffee shops are still open
0: so yeah what we see basically is once they go to bed and the sheriff like turns the lights off in the in the, the office he has a little like lodge cabin that's like on the premises but not connected. He goes to bed. You, you're left alone in the cell and we just see Damien sort of stretch. Your arms sort of get a little long and you just slip them out like under your your feet. Uh, you look at them kind of smiling and go, nah, I'm for me. And your arms just pass through them. They clatter to the ground and you walk through the bars and into the rec room and get yourself a, a cup of coffee and then you're like, this is terrible.
6: Oh, I'm getting uh, from the cooler. Is there any of those beers left?
0: Uh, yeah, there's a spiked root beer. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
6: I'm taking that for the road.
0: Okay. <laughs> the whole cooler or just like the four that are left?
6: The four that are left.
0: Okay. You take the whole thing of them. Whose car do you take?
6: Uh, whichever one I saw people in.
0: The one you were taking in probably? So the cruiser? Yes. Okay. So Damien kind of just takes the keys off the wall? Do you, do you open the door or do you like phase through it and sit down?
6: Uh, I'd probably open the door. I don't want to okay. be very, very, too obvious.
0: Yep. So you, you open the door, you sit down and drive away in the police cruiser thinking, you know, these beers are okay, but I'm kind of over them. I'd really like some coffee. We're going to jump back to Hugo, Raven, and Felicity. We'll pick right up at that moment where Hugo has like seen... The two of you sitting there with a couple spirits and tea.
3: Yeah, I've just, I, like I said, I turn to Hugo to, like, face him completely and I just mouth, help me and kind of, like, nod to be like, this is her and then turn back to Felicity, kind of just, like, straight face <laughs> and just sip my tea and look at her.
1: So Hugo's he gonna look <laughs> at Felicity he's gonna look at the things and the spirits and such, look back at Felicity, look at Raven Look back to Felicity again. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hi, my name is Hugo, and he's going to extend a hand to shake Felicity's hand.
5: Um, One moment, please.
1: And Hugo's going to make direct (laughs) eye contact with (laughs) Ghosty. It waves at you.
3: And Raven's going to look at Hugo and then look at Felicity and be like, wait, does he see them too? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I don't have a concussion.
5: And Felicity's going to go, hello, Hugo. Um, I'm Felicity. This is ghosty.
0: He <laughs> <You> like waves. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, and Tom is somewhere here too, but he likes to hide.
0: Yeah, Thomas is shy. Understandable. Gestures to hair.
1: <laughs> There's
0: a little you know, like squirrel tail
1: kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how do you know my friend here? Raven, yeah,
5: we're friends. Are we though? I'm pretty sure we just met. (laughs) No, no, no. we're 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 friends.
3: We knew each other when we were kids for like one summer, but the time
5: wasn't right then.
3: Okay, and then we went to college. You keep saying that, but I don't know if you know what that means. I don't know you.
5: You will. Sure.
1: <laughs> so, Raven, you remember that thing I said about practice?
3: Yeah, I have a class. See, I don't, I don't know. I just came to get some water, and then she was outside, and Mr. Kojima told me to let her in. Oh, Well, I'd be, disappeared. maybe
5: I should take karate with you.
3: You can. I told you, you could speak to the lady at the desk. She's really nice. She'll set you up with, like, the beginner class you can have at it karate is awesome which is why we have to get back to our class that we've paid i'm just for gonna to keep up with i'm just
5: gonna follow them
0: <laughs>
5: uh, completely bypass the lady at the desk i mean you
0: you look and you start to see other people filing out like it was towards the end of class that you guys were having <laughs> this like conversation so like class is over but hugo you definitely asked like i'm gonna check on raven he was like go ahead class is almost over like so class is done the karate dojo is going to shut down for the evening. Cool. So, yeah, don't have the excuse of class anymore, Raven. Sorry. <laughs> well, I got to go
3: get changed.
0: You're getting a lot of material, though, for your posts later.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. Her mind is just, like, spinning. Now that she knows, she's, like, confirmed that Hugo saw it, too.
0: And also, Hugo like, had a weird tattoo. Things. Like, what was that about?
3: Oh yeah, that's that's a whole other thing.
0: That like set the whole thing off. Yeah.
3: So she's Raven's just gonna like back away and make sure that Felicity's not following her, and just kind of like grab her bag, and be like, "I'll see you around, Hugo." Like next week, cool. Next week. Bye, Felicity, and just kind of books it out of there. And
5: like one hundred percent gonna follow her, but in like (laughs) the most it is sort of way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, lost. Guess we're hanging out forever now. Like,
5: <laughs> We're friends.
3: Yeah, I think Raven's gonna, she's gonna, like, get in her car and then kind of drive not towards her house and, like, drive around the neighborhood a bunch.
0: So, basically... <laughs> like, hoping
3: that she can lose her if she's yeah. following her.
0: Basically, Raven, you, you drive off and you go, you're left here with Felicity, this strange uh, girl who can see and talk to spirits. Which, by the way, have now turned invisible again, so that you no longer see them. Because once the other people started coming out, they <sniffs> glamour.
5: <sighs> so I have increased my friend pool by 300% today. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, boy.
1: That's a sizable amount.
5: That's three.
1: Who, who are those three? Um, You. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) now you understand, you go.
3: All I know of us.
5: You, number one. Raven, number two. Bethany, number three.
1: Okay. So I'm going to have to stop you on that first one. I don't don't know you like that yet.
5: You, you will.
0: And she says that with conviction, Hugo. She knows that as a truth, which is weird.
1: It's a threat. (laughs) Hugo doesn't get unsettled often, but he's actually... Yeah,
0: like, this girl is weird. This, on top of the murder investigation that you're going through, is like, what is going on?
1: You'll know me. If you're serious about taking class, come back Well, Raven's
5: gone now, so... No. <laughs>
1: oh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm I'm going to go.
5: Do you I'll... want to hear about the blood house?
1: Do I want to hear about the blood house?
5: I think Hugo, you
0: might be interested in a blood house given what you're <laughs> investigating.
1: <laughs> you know what? Sure. Tell me about the blood house.
5: Me, Raven. And Bethany are going to a house. And there will be mm-hmm. blood.
1: Mmm. Hmm.
5: That's it. Do,
1: do you know why there will be blood?
5: No. I, it's I a, it's something bad.
1: So what what was your, your, your name again?
5: Felicity.
1: Felicity. What's your last name?
5: Starnbrook.
1: Okay. So Hugo's gonna make. Major mental note of that, your potential visit to the police station at some future point in time. (laughs) Okay.
5: We didn't make the blood. We just found the blood. (laughs) That's why we're friends. For the blood house.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: So we're going to cut to a little bit later. (laughs) And Agent Whitaker, you have sat through a discourse on (laughs) the local goings on of the 22 to 24 year olds in Autumn Falls. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing has been helpful so far. You're beginning to question if you're gonna get anything done today. As you're thinking about that, it is probably like nine. Like the Starbucks is is closing down. So you have gotten nothing done today. You have talked to this woman in a sort of weird hope, like just maybe someone knows something. And, in my uh,
4: experience, people who know a lot of gossip also know a lot of weird rumors.
2: Yeah, but it's in true. this case, um, you know, and I did know a lot of weird rumors.
0: <laughs> yeah, but nothing's yeah, I do. To do. Nothing She's pertaining not to the murder, for about the
4: eggplant situation. I don't want to hear anymore about it.
0: And so you're there. A car pulls up, a cruiser, outside. You're kind of just, like, aware of it because you watch your surroundings. And out of the car steps Damien Edgecrest.
6: holding a three-pack of what you You know, just strolls right up to the, uh, the coffee joint. Uh, Adria, are you outside? I'm inside okay. with, uh, with Beth. Uh, and he, he walks in holding, you know, the three, because he, he's already drank empty bottles in the cruiser. Goes up to the counter. Hi, hey, I would like to trade these three bottles. Yes, Miller. I'm going to need you to hold that thought. Uh, <laughs> can I get uh, whatever the last person got?
0: One of the night shift workers is there, and they're just like, oh, they like roll their eyes. So it's like the umpteenth time this has happened to them. It's like really annoying because they don't remember the orders, so they just make you a random drink. It's like a chai mocha thing with sprinkles on top. There you go.
6: Perfect. Thank you. and uh, three beers, a trade, okay? <laughs> roll to manipulate someone, I guess. They're
0: closing up.
2: Ma'am, this is a Denny's. Of Alexander's rules. I'd like to note that this is just when Bethany's getting to. And also i connecting with someone who can see things, but like I think there's something wrong with her. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah. Something interesting. The double so, like, whammy. To- <laughs> yeah.
4: Perfect. Uh, 7 professional. I'm a professional. I'm a professional.
0: <laughs> <sighs> a seven. That's like right That's on the middle low middle. end of it, right?
6: Yeah, seven to nine hold the one. So I can spend my hold to give them an order.
0: And you just say, it's it's fair, right? Yeah, uh, it's
6: three beers for a coffee? Absolutely.
0: And the, the kid who is like, you know, they just turned twenty one, so they're like, Hell yeah. And like they trade with you sort of in a daze and then just yeah. like leave. But and I will just... say the I will say the detriment to that is that like you only now, when you turn around, notice that Agent Whitaker has his eyes just, like, locked on you.
6: Ever since I laid eyes on you, I have wanted nothing more than a suit and to be called
4: Agent Ed- Edgecrest. Sign send me up. Well, if you come with me, I promise there will be suits aplenty where we're going. <laughs>
6: oh, jeez. <laughs> See, you phrase that, and... <laughs> The way that I'm not super fond of. Look, bud, look, I, I really need to get into a suit, but, like, as soon as I'm there, I'm gonna be really over it. So I don't know if I necessarily need to meet, like, all of your friends, but, like, I'm willing to help out. Do you, you guys need
4: items? I can just get things for you. For what it's worth, I think you'd be a huge help to us. That's what I'm saying. Did also, I see
2: anything on Damien in this file or was it just the file on the murder?
4: I think it was just the
6: murder yeah, file. Yeah, just,
0: just the murder I'm file. i was just wondering
2: oh, if I would a, recognize his face. At,
6: at this point, I have heard enough people asking about this murder. I've got to figure out, what is it about? <laughs> I'm curious about it. Now I need to know what's going on. Who's yeah. this, this guy in the woods? What, what,
0: Everyone seems to be involved. Do you want to be involved?
4: I, I'm in on this, man. Mr. Edgecrest, could you step outside with me please? Yes,
6: that's that's fine. This probably isn't coffee shop material.
0: Yeah, uh, Lane is there and he's kinda like sweeping in that way that means like get out, we're closing.
4: Miss <laughs> Miller, don't don't go too far.
2: I'll go outside with you because I should leave and also what? I have to get the spin out. Right all right,
4: all right. I'll so, stand like ten feet away.
2: You won't even notice it, I'm there.
4: That'd be excellent, thank you. Uh, we walk outside and-
2: I immediately pull out my phone, <laughs> Uh
4: Damien, do you follow me? Uh, yeah, the, here, here's my resume,
6: and I hand him the, the police keys to the cruiser.
4: Damien? Yeah? Tucked into my waistband, I have a pistol with bullets blessed with holy water, and I say this softly to him. I need you to tell me quite truthfully right now, without making a scene, of Are you involved with the murder of Chase Warren? Were no. you involved at all?
6: Listen, I'm an envy demon. I just want things. I don't care about people. I don't care about sex. I don't care about killing you. I just want the stuff, man. I want to have what you have. I want to walk like you, talk like you, man. <laughs> That's, I, admit that's the it. I, don't, to... I don't want to kill people. That's like a wrath demon. But if there was a wrath, it probably would be dead. You know. Agent Whitaker's writing all of this down. If it was lust, they would have been fucked. I don't think they'd bother. It'd be pretty clear. <laughs> like what, what did the body look like? What happened to it? Well, that's
4: classified information. Oh, okay. But... Then I guess I won't be helpful. That's fine. Hmm. No, 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 no. Don't, Don't, don't go anywhere yet.
0: Bethany, you hear Damien ask what the body looks like.
2: Oh, actually, yeah, I, I, would, I know Agent Whitaker being on the down low. Has my phone picked up anything? Like, are, are you talking loud enough that I can, from my five foot away, pulling out my phone and recording?
0: No, but I will say this. While they're having a conversation, your phone, because it's up, it doesn't make a noise, but it buzzes. And you see that uh, Taylor is calling you.
2: I take like two, two, three steps back uh, because this is more confidential than whatever the fuck they're talking about.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I answer,
2: I say, hello? Is everything okay?
0: And you hear weak breathing on the other end of the line and sort of a raspy like choked voice and Taylor is trying to say something.
2: Taylor, like, if you're fucking high and you miss your shift tomorrow, I'm going to be so pissed at you.
0: He's like, And the line cuts out. Cool. I still I don't hang up my phone. I
2: know that the line's cut out, but like you know what? It, like still has like the little like red thing for a while. Like I just kind of sit there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Watching those two talk as I just kind of wait for them to to kind of finish up. I kind of the thing where like they're talking really like mean to each other. I'm like um um I just I just
0: yeah. A I just have. Yep. A <laughs> So you're trying to interrupt, and uh, Agent, you're still asking questions of Damien, or you're sort of negotiating? Uh, uh,
4: Yes. Can you actually give me some more information about the hierarchy of demons, please?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got... Um, it would, it would be a long conversation David. You couldn't definitely do it in one like 5 minute chat.
6: <laughs> and honestly, I don't keep track too much. That stuff doesn't really interest me. I, um, there's so much okay, okay. cool AJ, stuff here. I've wanted ice cream, um, I want pizza, never mind like amusement um, parks. I haven't been to one of those. Might be really oh, You guys have jet skis? Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Hi.
2: I step in between them, like full on, like caring. Yeah. I put my hand on both their chests and push them apart. It's like, okay. listen the fuck up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he just call me someone who's my coworker, and I cannot have him skipping work, and he is calling for help, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. But like I told you, all of them are connected. All those football players, because he's fucking Thomas <laughs> and Brent, and Chad. Miss Miller. We need to find him because if it's something dumb, then I get to laugh at him and hold it against him for the rest of our career together. And if it's something worthwhile, then at least you guys get some information out of it, okay? Okay, let's go. I have my very, very, very affordable, good car, but it's it's like still nice, I promise. We're probably at whatever the fuck her name is, has Chase's like third girlfriend. The, the-
6: no, listen, we're going to take the cruiser because now I want nothing more than to save this guy. So let's go. Cruiser? Are you, are you a cop, sir? Yeah, we're we'll not, get there much faster. Not, I'll hit the lights. I've seen it done before. I've wanted we're nothing not, more than to hit the not, lights on a cruiser.
4: I cannot stress this enough. We are not taking the cruiser. This is
0: right so the cruiser. Ridiculous.
4: I
6: mean, if you—you <laughs> you gave cool. me
0: the keys. Yeah, you gave Agent Whitaker the keys to the car. So.
4: Okay, well, if your car is so cool, we'll take yours. Bethany, we're getting in your car. Let's go.
0: No, I actually like that line, but Damien just said, he says, if your car's so cool, then why don't we take yours? And I feel like Agent Whitaker, you for a moment get a moment of like, my car is fucking cool. So (laughs) So you guys can climb into the agent's SUV. It's like a big truck. Bigger than your police cruiser, Damien.
6: (laughs) We're going to have the awkward moment where like both of us go to like the driver's side. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was going to, to take care of this one.
0: So yeah, you pile into the, the cruiser. Probably sitting in the
2: back seat, unfortunately.
0: As you are all driving around, Raven, you're driving in your car, just trying to make sense of like this day. It's been so weird. As you're going, you're like distracted driving, right? But not like texting or anything. You're just like emotionally like distracted.
3: I think uh, um, I was going to say earlier, I think Raven's pulled over. And she's just, like, furiously typing into her phone about, like, there's these weird spirits, and this guy that I know, he had this glowing tattoo, and now I feel all weird, and she's just, like, like just typing, like, I can't even wait till I get home. I need to get all of this written down.
0: Okay, yeah, so you were already, like, preparing a post on your your blog. Yeah. Okay. She's,
3: like, typing it all up on her phone just to get it set and just to get, yeah figure out
0: what the heck is happening. So the memory doesn't go weird or whatever, yeah. She's just,
3: like, pulled over on the side of the road. Okay.
0: You're, you're typing, you're typing, you're typing. And all of a sudden, you hear a tap on the window. And you look over.
3: Jumps out of skin.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> And uh, on the other side of the window, in like a, a gray beanie with some headphones in her phone and stuff, is Aiden Wrightwood. Okay. Are you all right, Raven?
3: She rolls down the window and is like, oh my god, you scared the piss out of me. <laughs> what like, are Aiden? you doing?
0: Oh, sorry. I was just out taking a run. Okay. Are you okay? You look kind of upset.
3: Yeah, oh god, I've had a day.
0: That was really weird with that Felicity girl, right?
3: Oh, you have no idea. She showed up to my karate class and just... she claimed that we're friends now. Just out of nowhere. I don't know this girl. I knew her when we were children and I think we went to the same college? She's yeah. so weird, and I, like, I hit my head during karate, and I still don't feel good. I think I have a concussion.
0: Well, do you mind if I get in? We could talk about it.
3: Yeah, sure. She unlocks the
0: car. And, like so motions she, her to she it. gets in. <laughs> There's something about that girl. Like, I don't know if you heard, she saved me about a month ago.
3: Oh, yeah, I heard you guys talking about
0: that. When she pulled me off the curb, she wasn't even really looking at the road. She just seemed to know what was going to happen and stopped it. Does that make any sense to you at all?
3: I mean, nothing's making sense today, so sure.
0: I'll take your word for it. All I'm saying is, she knew that I was going to get hit if she didn't save me. And now she's saying that she knows you're going to be friends? Maybe she's telling you the truth.
3: Maybe. I have no way of knowing. (laughs) It's certainly a strange tactic to gain some friends.
0: Yeah. I suppose there are worse ways.
2: Um, so I'm panicked. Like Vessie is hyperventilating in the back, and a stolen she's had...
6: police cruiser. As you do, no, no, she's... agent's car, agent's car. <laughs> yeah,
2: she's had a, a rough day. Everyone here has, except for maybe Damien. It seems like he's doing just fine. I think she sees Raven's car coming up, like on the side of the road, as they're driving to um, Chase's girlfriend's house, and. She, because she's, like, just scared at this point, if, like, someone's dying, she sees Raven's car, and she goes,
0: <gasps> Raven, you see this car of people just, like, suddenly swerve and kind of, like, park on the sidewalk.
6: Agent or no offense, but I really like
4: her car way more than yours right now. You're not going anywhere. Bethany, what did you see?
2: I just, I, I get out, and I sprint to Raven's car. Is everybody here
3: okay? Is anybody here dead? <laughs> uh nope just wanted to make sure no we're just why we're
0: just would you think dead? anyone is dead
3: are you okay look i should go there's um hey someone might be
2: dying right now um and i sprint back to the car in my heels like
0: so they i guess you get back in the car you guys what did you just want to say maddie
5: i have a way to connect me there too okay
3: were you following me?
5: No, it's kind of the, the perfect way for her to be there. <laughs> Felicity has this ability called hunches. Mm. When something bad is going to happen, somewhere that you're not, you roll. And if you get at least like a seven to nine, you get there late, but in time to intervene. So if we're headed Ooh. to something bad. I
0: love that. Yeah. That's good. Why don't you roll for that now then? Okay. Oh, oh! I got a yeah. thirteen. Okay, perfect. So yes. hold that, everything you want
6: and more. Hold
0: yeah. that thought. We'll pick up that in a second. Bethany, you get back in the car, and I guess you tell Aiden Whitaker like they're okay, and then you leave. And Aiden kind of is just like sitting there, like a little bit spooked. Uh, and you've never seen Aiden really get like bothered by anything, uh, Raven. Even the most, like, rude, annoying customers, she just has this, like, grace about her where she's, like, fine, you know? Mm -hmm. She's, like, never, like, really bothered by it. She's just, like, they're having a rough day or, you know, whatever. But she looks visibly a little freaked, and she's, like, you should follow them.
3: Yeah, are you sure? I was going to offer to give you a ride home. It's pretty late. I feel like you shouldn't be running this late anyway, but.
0: I know. I just, I have a feeling about this. They right.
3: can't get much weirder. They'll just so, like roll yeah, the windows you, up and chug and follow. You take them. off
0: after the after the vehicle.
3: Yeah, she's not, uh, like, right <laughs> up behind them, like, driving aggressively. She's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see them. She's behind them.
4: We're bringing the whole sorority with us.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: they're not from my sorority. Uh, and I go into a quick explanation of how my sorority works and that Raven is not a- my sorority.
0: Yeah, uh, I feel like, Damien, by the end of it, you're like, I want to be in this sorority! <laughs>
7: <laughs> this sounds great!
0: <laughs> we'll say, meanwhile, Hugo and Felicity... I'm assuming you guys went somewhere to talk, maybe. Yeah. Uh, where do about you think the that blood would house. be, Hugo?
1: <clears throat> probably just outside, since there's no real... At this time of night, there's probably nothing really open.
0: Yeah, okay. So I think you're just outside the dojo. There's probably like yeah, a little... Yeah, like, like sitting in the like parking a, lot. We'll like see, a you want to go
3: somewhere private with someone who's talking about a bloodhouse, fair, Fair. So yeah, maybe so... we'll just be outside yeah. where there's security cameras. So you
0: yeah, you're asking her some questions like, do you do you get into it about the spirits? Or are you trying to like keep yep.
1: surface? Up? Yeah, okay. Dive right into that.
5: So I met Ghosty when I was four. And then I met Tom at summer camp. And I took him with me. And they're my friends.
1: So you have five? Well, <laughs> so you have four friends. <laughs>
5: I, you know too. You know, and you don't even know it yet that we're friends.
1: That's not <laughs> how any of this works.
5: You said it just now.
1: No, no, I, I said four.
5: You know.
1: Raven, I know we we'll that be other friends. person you talked about. Okay, so let's assume that you're right. Mm hmm. What else can you tell me about this bloodhouse?
5: The blood house, I saw it. Um, my friend Ghosty helps me see things. I think that will happen, or might happen. So I, me and Felicity, nope, that's me.
0: <laughs> okay, episode one, we're fine. <laughs> me, and,
5: me, Raven and Bethany, that's who I meant. It's the ease at the end. It's too much sometimes. But yeah, me, Raven, and Bethany are going to go to a house with blood in it. And a lot of broken stuff.
1: Do you know when you'll be doing that? No. Okay.
0: Felicity, when you say no, you have another vision and you feel yourself riding on a bike hugo's bike and the both of you are rushing along a country road past some farm fields and you have that vision for a moment and then you're back in the parking lot and you know we need to
5: leave why we because we are going to so we need to leave Okay. now
0: uh okay. you see you see ghosty and tom unglamor themselves and they leap at you hugo and start like pulling on your shirt like let's go let's go come on and like tom is like nudging the back of your head with his head just like dragonfly wings flat 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 flapping you uh, have a bike
1: oh this is gonna be a long <laughs> night
5: and
0: we need to go
3: can this be the moment when the two cars speed past?
0: <laughs> yeah they do you see the same car that that agent you met last night drive by, and you see a car. You see Raven's car following. Them. Oh,
5: it's them. Let's go. Okay, and
1: quickly <laughs> up to the bike.
5: <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, so
0: you guys go for a while. Bethany, you're using GPS, I would assume, to find your way to Anari's house. You were probably there once for like a cookout.
2: In that time, I've called Anari. If that, if I, or like, I, even if I don't have her phone, like on like Google Messenger or whatever, I've tried to, to call her number. As
0: okay. Well. You call. You get her voicemail. This is Anari. Leave a message, and I'll get back to you. Thanks so much. It goes to voicemail every time she doesn't pick up. When you pull up to the house, the lights are off, except for one porch light. The door seems to be like a little bit open.
5: Do I recognize the house at all?
0: This seems like it could be the house, Felicity, but you haven't arrived yet. You're sort of pushing okay. up on, yeah, on bike. Yeah, we're
5: on a bike, so.
3: Yeah. <laughs> a bike with two people on
5: it. Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: Did you say the door was open? Door's a little open, yeah.
4: Mm. Bethany Miller, I'm going to need you to stay in the car. Damien, you're coming with me. You're not leaving my sight. I'm going to go clear the house. Uh, Wait, what? Agent
6: Whitaker, I want to be very clear on one thing. Uh, I'm going to do whatever I want. Agent Press. while he's talking, agent Listen takes his gun you. out
4: and starts, like, you know, moving <laughs> yeah, towards the house. you're coming with me, Damien.
0: So, you, you go up to the, uh, the house, why don't you investigate a mystery, agent?
4: Hell
6: yeah, let's do it. Wait, wait was Bethany coming with us?
0: He told <laughs> Bethany not to, but who knows? Uh,
2: she, she, she does, she stays in the car. Um, it's she's, a nine,
0: a nine. Okay, so you get one hold, uh, which you can spend to ask me a question
4: what happened here
0: from where you are on the porch you can't see yet. if you want to go inside i can extend that question to like what you see i would
4: like to go inside that that is my i'm clearing the house is my are you going right first now. or am i i'm going first god damn it <laughs> no now i want to go first you... You stay behind me it's it's protocol <sighs> it's like
0: please please at Christ.
5: what point so... does felicity get there I'll let you know. Oh, okay.
0: But Raven, you and Aiden at this point drive. You, you pull up behind them and are just mm-hmm. sort of watching as this agent is like casing the doorway and the, you know, yeah. with, his, with his gun drawn. And like,
3: I see him take out know, the gun sw- and I like, swoops basically yeah. put my hand in front of Aiden and I'm like, do not get out of the car.
0: Like, I listen <laughs> to you
3: and we drove here, but that man has a gun and we are going to stay right
0: here. She looks at you. Smiles, and she says, "It's gonna be okay." And Raven, you get this overwhelming sense that it is gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. Okay. <laughs> like you're you're less scared now. You feel a lot mm-hmm. calmer, even though like you know, like he's got a gun. This is weird. But it, like Aiden being there and just like telling you, like you're okay. It's it's gonna be fine. And mm-hmm. she like undoes her her seatbelt, gets out of the car. She she doesn't say you have to follow her, but she does mm-hmm. like do that and so agent you get inside and you see that there are things smashed all over the place the coffee table has been shattered a bowl of things like spilled over like the vase of of flowers and everything and you see on the uh on the couch there is a splatter of blood and you also see that it sort of like trails upwards up the carpeting up some like stairs that go upstairs that's what you see so what you can tell happened here Somebody got hurt. That's, that's what you know right now.
4: All right. Can I, um, can I actually read a bad situation real quick?
0: Yes, you may.
1: And I
4: have a thing where I can roll with my, uh, with my cool instead of my sharp. because Okay. Because I'm just so cool like that.
0: You are very so. cool.
4: That's an 11.
0: Very nice. On a 10 plus, hold three. So now you get three questions.
4: I would like to ask, are there any dangers I haven't noticed yet?
0: You hear a rustling from down the hall it sounds like growling and things being knocked around in like you assume a bathroom or maybe a room like past this living room all right so that's a danger is there's something in that other room down there making noise okay
4: so in response to that i'm gonna get a little closer i'm gonna try to ascertain what's my best way in what's the best way to get to this monster without it or whatever it is without it seeing me
0: you see that there is a mirror that is towards the end of the hall, uh, right outside this bathroom. So maybe you can use that to like look into the the room. Uh, mm-hmm. If you can get yourself like positioned in a bedroom on the hallway or, or like the kitchen nook or something and like use that mirror to see into the bathroom where the door is like open a little.
4: Gotcha. And finally, um what's the best way to protect the victims? And you can either interpret that as possibly uh, Taylor or all the innocents outside. Not Damien. Not Damien. Fuck you, Damien. Fuck you,
0: Damien. (laughs) Best way to protect the innocents you see the blood trail going upstairs and whatever is making the noise is down here. So you think if the innocent is still innocent and alive, they're probably upstairs hiding somewhere or maybe like they barricaded themselves into a room or something. These other people who keep showing up, you're sort of like, there's so many of them and you're trying to just like keep yourself and you know, the person you came here to investigate safe.
4: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna whisper to Damien, I need you to stand by the door and make sure that when, when I go in, this thing does not get out of here through that front door. Is that understood?
6: Oh, uh, so I want to be, like, clear. I can't fight Shh, this. Sh- sh- Keep your voice down. Keep your voice down. Oh, sorry. I can't fight this or stop it in any way. I can distract it and fuck with it, but I can't.
4: I'm not going to, like, punch it or anything. You can be bait, if nothing else. Oh, anyway, snap. you stand here. I'm going to go deal with it. Uh, no, I want to deal with it. Could you go upstairs and make sure that whoever's up there is still alive? Yeah. Don't leave this fucking house.
1: You're not the (laughs) boss of
6: me unless you want to be the boss of me. Walks up the stairs.
4: Agent Whitaker doesn't know how to feel about that.
0: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Agent Whitaker, you are going to creep towards that room, I guess, yeah? Yeah, we're going to use that mirror. We're going to try to get a good look at this thing. When you get to the mirror and you well not the mirror you get into a bedroom and you kind of position yourself to look around the corner and at the mirror and you see in the bathroom is this like humanoid sort of snow white fur on digitigrade canine legs and a long like fluffy white tail
5: puppy Uh, man in the blood house
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, this is Agent like,
4: Lottie Whitaker. Meaning- We've got a code, Puppy Man, in the block.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, and now I that like- all elements of horror have been destroyed, uh-
4: <laughs> continue, continue.
0: Uh, so I'm so they, upset. They're like this creature is leaning over the sink, basically, and is like punching the mirror again this like silvery white fur all over long long claws on the hands and just it looks up into the like shattered pieces of the mirror and you see through the other mirror that's in the hallway this fox-like woman's face and she is like snarling and has blood trickling down the corner of her mouth and there the you hear like the water of the bath is running uh, and you can see there's been like candles knocked over and some like incense and stuff. When it looks up and sees like in the many, many different broken mirror shards, and its eyes just shift into the other mirror and catches a glimpse of you. It notice you're here. We're gonna jump quickly to Damien. Damien, you uh... are
6: stealing. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Gotta or... be on
0: <laughs> brand. Gotta be on brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, going yeah. through the jewelry. Uh, there is a very nice uh, jewelry stand up here in the bedroom. When you, when you get to the bedroom, the door is locked, but I assume you don't let that stop you. No, yeah.
6: just oh, phase.
0: <laughs> phase right through. So Damien phases the door. You see a bunch of very nice, it looks like hairpins and like other sorts of Eastern inspired uh, bits of jewelry here and there. There's some clothes on the ground. Like this was Jason in Ari's bedroom, clearly. And uh, you do you have a scene the trail of blood that's like been going up to this bedroom and sort of leaning against the wall, holding a mop like handle, right? He's like clutching it is Taylor. He has a, a gash all the way down from like his neck into his chest. His shirt is like ripped and torn open. There's dried blood and everything. He is breathing slowly he does not look well Uh, and he's just like
6: (laughs) okay well first off I want that mop so I'm gonna go over I'm gonna take the mop and I'm like hey buddy buddy hey and then I'm gonna put on the brass knuckles because I don't like them because they're mine so I put the brass knuckles on him uh, and then I think I can heal people with magic
0: can you You you're a demon yeah all right like are, you gonna, are you gonna attempt that? I want
6: then? a person's pain. I
4: would want them to be healed. You look at this gash wound and you're like, I want what you have, buddy. <laughs> 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 That'd
2: be so
7: rad.
0: I can feel it. <laughs> I'm a badass too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead to use magic.
4: Whoa. Mm-hmm.
0: That seems like a lot. 14. Holy cow! Damn. Okay, yeah, you heal his wound. It only says
6: like one point, so it probably just means he's well, not.
0: Well, yeah, you, you kind of stabilize a, him, right? Like he's not. It does say
4: on a twelve plus, you can get some added benefit.
0: Yeah, I will say on a twelve plus, the added benefit when you finish like kind of closing his wound up, because you're thinking like, if I help this guy, maybe the agent will like me and he'll make me an agent. Right. Right. So you, you heal his wound a little bit and his breathing like gets a little more steady. The added benefit is that you hear a voice behind you. And she says, What are you doing, fallen? And you turn around and Aiden Brightwood is standing in the doorway. We're gonna jump to Raven.
4: No wait. No rewind.
0: Well,
6: we
7: oh, <laughs> the- <laughs> so so we're, we're gonna jump. to Raven.
0: We're jump into Raven. Raven, you're in the car. You saw Aiden go in the house. She followed in after them, and you're just like, "What is she doing? What is she doing?" And while you're like freaking out, you hear ring, ring. Hugo and Felicity, you ride up on your bikes.
5: I get out. I, I mean, I get out. I'm already out. I get off. <laughs> I get off. I go knock on the window, and I go, hey, hey, Bloodhouse, let's go.
3: <laughs> and yeah, then I, I think, go up. I, I go think up Raven to... had already gotten out of the car. She was, like, starting to cautiously walk up when she Maybe saw. Maybe, like, like,
0: pacing outside, Aiden. like, what is she doing? Yeah. I can't believe she, like, yeah. She's like, is she's Bethany
3: is still in, still in the, car? the car. Bethany is doing a thing
2: in the car she is in.
5: Okay. Well, I'm going up to Bethany's car, though, and I'm knocking on the window. Hey. Hey. Bloodhouse. It's oh, bloodhouse. Let's go. We gotta we gotta do it together. Gotta do it together. Let's go.
0: What are you doing in the car, Beth?
5: Um, it's it's not a huge thing, but the second
2: those two leave
0: immediately agent.
2: Yeah. I'm ditzy, but I'm not a dumbass. I go through and I search everything they've left in the car for like if he's left a file, I look in the file. I take pictures of every single thing that Agent Whitaker has in the, in the car. Every single thing Damien has in the car. I take pictures okay. of it because I might use it later.
5: Alright, Damien so I'm not gonna,
0: didn't leave anything in the car. He might yeah, have, have some of those... left the beers, too. I couldn't even take a picture of that. That's true. There were the beers.
6: He would have found like anything like he would have dropped. Like, probably a watch.
0: There's like a pencil topper. like <laughs> <laughs> Nice find. But, uh, Agent Whitaker, his briefcase is there. And you open oh, it, and you go through. You go through the chase file. You see that clearly. This man works for something called the Eastie Organization, who you maybe have seen on like charitable donation placards at like you know public events and things like this baseball game sponsored by the Eastie Organization. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. they're, they're a corporation clearly uh, in the area. You see Damien, or sorry, uh, Chase's body. Uh, in the files again, uh, this time you get a better look at it and you see that, like, he wasn't mauled. He was, like, killed violently by something clearly with incredible strength and, and not looking to, like, eat him or whatever. At least not all of him. And so, yeah, that you see, like, all these notes and things. You see the files on the recent string of robberies. And mm-hmm. his little black book is there. And you're flipping through it and it's, like, Demon of Envy? hierarchy of demons demon demon, demon 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 it's just like all the stuff he wrote down about damien is like there on like the book like the dog-eared pages
4: it's really interesting because like the case files are all very like you know properly organized well filed everything's very professional the yeah. black book is full Scribble. of what seems like nonsense it's
0: sketches it's glyphs there's like drawings of like you know, creatures and things that you have seen in, like, horror movies and stuff like that. But, yeah, this is, like, clearly a journal of some kind that he's kept. And, like, next to the different things are, like, weaknesses, silver, holy water, like, all this stuff, like, you have uncovered a modern Van Helsing.
5: And there's me knocking on the window. And
0: then (laughs) then Felicity, like, knocks on the window, like,
5: hey! Murder house! I mean, blood house! Blood
0: house!
5: We we all got to go together. That's what I saw. We gotta go.
2: Did Inari, or yeah, Anari? Did she sustain the same injuries as Chase?
0: When Inari was, they didn't tell. They didn't say. They said she was recovering from an injury okay. from the attack. That was like not in the report. It's like maybe like bumps and scratches, like from like okay. falling and that sort of thing.
2: Okay. Hmm. I I pictures of that stuff too. Obviously. Um. Yeah. I I I get out. We're not going into a house with a murderer.
5: No. 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 Blood house. It's bloodhouse. We got to go. We go in there together. I know it.
2: I go, I go with her. I can't stop her.
0: Playing. Hugo, where, where are you at with all this? Do you have like a yeah. kit with you or? Mm-hmm. You, do you have like a kit with you? Are you talking to Raven? Where Where's so, you go
1: at right now? Hugo's watching what's going down at the cars, is not liking any of this, and is going to detach two excrement sticks from his bike. Ooh. Mm. Nice. Because yep. this is a nope, 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 nope. Do you all like go in together or the
0: four of you?
2: I turned to Hugo because I, I everybody else knows him I was like, aren't you that nerd from the library?
1: Ow. Yes. <laughs> but ow. <laughs> aren't you that Barista? Barista. Barista. Yeah, aren't you that barista?
2: I'm nice going to, to be, be a psychologist.
1: But for ne- <laughs> So, you're going I to be graduated a from Stanford.
2: <laughs> Look, yep. fine, let's just
0: go in, whatever. <laughs>
5: Bloodhouse, let's go. Okay. Once again, I take off my heels, <laughs> I walk in barefoot.
0: All right, there's glass all over the ground. <laughs> um, yeah, it's here. better than the heels. I guess so. Agent Whitaker, this creature turns, steps out into the hallway, and is just like looking you up and down. And she says, I guess it'll be three today. (laughs) And dives at you. All right. I fire. Okay, roll to kick some ass.
4: All right. Two D, six, minus one. It's a six. Not great.
0: Yeah, she dives at you, and with her long claws, kind of claws your your arm that's like your aiming arm with the gun. So you take three harm, unless you have any armor to prevent that. Two harm and you, uh, you drop the, the, the gun. Rip. Yeah. And this thing is snarling, her like long silver tail flowing back and forth behind her. Y- you've seen a werewolf before. It's not a werewolf. After she's slashed the gun away, you see her like, big fox grin kind of spread, and you hear Ooh. this like haunting laughter all around, like not coming specifically from the creature, just like... <laughs> all around echoing in the kitchen that you're now, like, on, gripping your arm. Do I mark experience, by the way? Yes, you do, for the fail. The walls of the kitchen just start to, like, have cracks in them, but not, like, cracks in the plaster, like, cracks in the facade of the whole wall. So, like, the crack goes through the arced, like, sink, in a way that it should, not it like continues from the wall through the arched sink handle and then like down, like the whole space you're in, the space you're in is cracking and like splintering like the mirror she was punching earlier.
4: Interessante.
0: Yeah. All right. Damien.
6: I'm saving the day cause I'm Agent Edgecrest. <laughs> <laughs> All of um, <laughs> the body. The broomstick in hand, and I begin to try to, you know, carry him, you know, down, Uh, which I assume Aiden left the door open.
0: No, no, she's there, like, in the doorway. Perfect, Uh, yeah. And she kind of just, like, puts her hand up and, like, puts it on your chest, and she says, please put him on the bed. Sure. You put him on the bed. She walks over, checks his injury, sees that you did an amazing job healing it, and just kind of looks at you, like, puzzled. I'm going to say probably at this point, you hear a gunfire go off, right? Because you would have fired. It just like missed because it like moved unnaturally quickly to get around the sure. bullet. Aiden looks down at the stairs for a second. Damon, you sense this is not a normal girl. You've never seen something like her. She says, uh, don't get in the way. And we'll run back down the stairs or start to anyway. Like, down. Oh, no, I want it. to
6: start to run down the stairs so. <laughs> immediately
0: everyone else you creep your way into the house and felicity it's happening just like your vision the three of you are now together one of you had a a flashlight in like the glove box probably raven and you're like creeping your way in the house and you hear everyone
3: always has a flashlight nearby
0: yeah you hear signs of a struggle you hear this laughter in the other room and right where your vision had cut off before felicity now it continues and you see this humanoid fox creature looming over Agent Whitaker, who is on the ground bleeding. What do you say, Agent Whitaker? You see these, like, young college grads just, like, appearing out of nowhere to (laughs) maybe help you? Everyone, actually, I need everyone to act under pressure, because this is all your very first experience with a monster, and I think that's significant. Not
4: Agent Uh, Whitaker, right? Not Agent
0: Whitaker, no, not Damien, and I think... That's cool. Maybe not Hugh. Well, no, Hugo should roll because he has now Innocence to Protect and you're not used to having that around. That's
1: a <laughs> failure, <laughs> baby. Where I
0: got
7: you?
5: an eight.
1: Eight is a mix, Under all right. Pressure. I got a six. I got an eight.
0: Okay. This thing is terrifying and laughter starts to spread throughout the whole house. It kind of looks up and when it sees all four of you screams but it's like a roar and a scream at the same time it's this unearthly wail that also is the cry of a beast just like "Ah!" agent you're on the ground are you do you say anything what's your deal
4: get out of here Mm. dumbass kids
0: (laughs) felicity since you got the highest role or rather you and hugo you guys are going to be my uh My hard choice. Raven and Bethany, you guys mark a failure Mm -hmm. uh, on your act under pressure. You guys are frozen in terror. This is the capstone to your weird ass day, Raven. And Bethany, you just had all this evidence that was like getting you a little bit spooked. And now you're like, oh God, I'm going to die here. Like, (laughs) you now realize why Taylor was asking you for help or any help in general. He probably just hit like redial or something on his phone. (laughs) It was like the only thing he could muster to do. As it screams at you, it sort of lowers down on its haunches and leaps forward at the group of you who are all sort of huddled together like the mystery crew. But before it can slash at any of you, you hear a couple footsteps and then there is a bright flash of golden light. You feel the air in the room rush past your faces and it takes a second to blink away the blind spot this flash leaves. You expect to feel the monster upon you at any moment, but when your vision clears, you see, standing in the middle of the room, wings spread in front of you all, and surrounded by a radiant golden aura is Aiden Brightwood. She has her hands locked with the creatures and is doing her best to hold it back. She looks back at your group and you notice her eyes are now a golden amber color and glowing slightly. You all need to get out of here this is really bad and that's where we're going to end the session
4: oh my god <laughs> ah! <Dang. laughs>
2: oh my god <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: I love how everyone's characters
6: they're all so cute uh, such a good crew
0: So, looks like this fledgling group of heroes is already in trouble. We'll probably find a way out of it, though. I mean, it's kind of obvious, right? It's only the first episode, after all. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? Put in all this work and make a podcast and TPK the group in the first few minutes of episode two. That'd be crazy. But you don't really know us yet. We might be that sort of crazy. I guess you'll just have to come back and find out to be sure. We'll see you next time, adventurers.